one. And we are live. And boy, do I mean we are live. This might be one of the most epic shows K&K has ever done. Who knows what's going on? Beelan has the first comment saying, Fellas, good evening. I can't wait to get my paws on Kurt later. Get that popcorn. Why is he coming after me? He should be coming after the guy in red, not me. He doesn't want me to come to his house. That's what. <laughs> well, here we go. K&K show. Kurt Valenti, Kenny Kirkpatrick, Mr. Siciliano, and I'm going to start out with this. What a friggin' bad week did we have. My Broncos lost. My Auburn lost. Kenny, Sis, and Paul's Giants lost. And yes, Sis's Alabama Crimson Tide got beat at A&M. And Beeland saying, and let me say to this too, go Bulldogs. And oh my, I have no idea what's going to happen on this show. Um, Mr. Kirkpatrick, give me an opening thought. Opening thought is may have to mute everybody in the nine o'clock hour. <laughs> it's going to be, it's cool. I, you know what? I'm going to rename tonight's show to Ven, Wednesday, not Wednesday, Ven, Wednesday, well, V-E-N. S-D-A-Y. Right, right out of the gate. Wednesday. Right out of the gate, Mr. Beelan. Did someone say they were going to cut my grass with scissors? Yep. And if he gets too smart tonight, I'll take a ride up after the show. Oh, Mr. <laughs> Beelan's going to like this because I have the line of the night last week. And I watched, I listened to the show. I don't have the recording. I can go back. If you go back and listen to last week's show, I got a question for Sis. How big is the loan you took out? You said, I'll take a loan out that Alabama beats A&M. And I, and I also said I would cut Beelan's loan with the scissors. <laughs> How big was the loan that you needed? I, I remember what I said. Beelan saying, sis, I will have some gabagool ready for you. <laughs> but uh, you know what, sis, let's get right to it. We're going to talk about it later, but me and you were texting. I mean, what's going on, sis? You're still in your red. You're still in your red, but what's going on? Well, I'm not, you know, again, it, it, the sun came up the next day. You know, they got beat, plain and simple. You know, it's, it's you know, it's like everything else. Now, <laughs> this is a new week, and they got another tough game. Now, Mr. T our, our guy, the money man, Carson Shears, saying you got this. Hello, Carson and Ticket Time. Carson, what's up, Carson. Everybody go check out Carson on Ticket Time YT on Twitch. He'll be on 8.30 this evening, and he usually stays on until around midnight, 12.30 a.m. Uh, Eastern Time. Great casino content. And we will catch you tomorrow on Wits and Wagers, Carson. And uh, I'll see if Mr. Siciliano's up for it after the show tonight. Maybe we can... Show, introduce, introduce him to Twitch and see if we can get on your show later. And real quick, by the way, I want to get to this because this came from Ryan. And when Ryan sends some sports info, this has to get on the show. Oh, your brother? Ryan, yeah. He oh sent my this. God, this ought to be great. And he sent yeah. this, and this just came in. I didn't see this. It was from 1 o'clock today. Pete Rose rips into Joey Gallo after the Yankee playoff disappointment. And here's what Pete Rose said. 
that was the worst effing lineup they could have put on the field. Their six, seven, eight, nine hitters were all out men. They had to have Judge and Stanton do something. If they didn't, all of the pressure was on Joey Gallo. You saw how that worked out. How does someone who didn't play every day strike out 213 times? Ray Charles wouldn't strike out that much. I just can't imagine striking out 213 times without killing myself. So Pete Rose is throwing a bullet at the Yankees right out of the gate. Wow. So Ryan gave us some good Pete information. Rose, Pete Rose isn't banned from this show. No, Pete, we should try on. to get Pete Rose. We should try to get Pete Rose on Wits and Wages, Kenny. Was that? We should try to get him on Wits and Wages. I will definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? That's the that's the last show he'll want. To Why not? All right, let's do this. I got a bunch of quick hitters. We're going to make this fast-paced answers because I got 10, and I got 10 minutes to get these done. So here we go. Quick answers. Sis, I'm starting with you. Tomorrow night, game five, who wins, Dodgers or Giants? Dodgers. Kenny. Going the other way, Giants. I'm going Dodgers with Sis. I'm with Sis. Kenny, back to you. American League Championship Series. Astros or Red Sox, who's going to win it? Yankees worst Yankee fans worst nightmare. I gotta go with the Astros. I can never go with the Red Sox. Who's gonna win it, sis? I'm gonna go Red Sox. I'm gonna go with uh, Ken. You know where I'm going, Kenny. I'm going with the Astros, sis. I'm gonna come back to you. Do you think it's fair that the two best teams in baseball, who both had over 104 wins, had to play each other in the divisional round? And one of them now is going to be eliminated. No, we talked about that. I mean, the Dodgers won 106 games. It's got to come down to one game. I mean, they won it, but to me, that's totally ridiculous. There's got to be a better, uh, a better setup, better system. That's Can just me, though. I agree with sis. There's got to be a better system. But remember, a few years back, remember last year, Washington football team they got a home game with a seven and nine record. Just like Seattle did a few years back because they won their division over the Sa- uh, Saints. Yeah. You know, this is a seven and nine record. They get a home game. They need to change it when two teams have 100 wins that they shouldn't have been playing each other in the first round. All right. Number four, Kenny, how many minutes will tonight's show go over our two hour limit? Three answers, quick ones. If Sis is running it, we'd be on time. If I was running it, we'd be 10 minutes over. But when you run it and Mr. Beelin joins us, you guys go a half hour over the time limit. Eddie Murphy said 10 minutes. Sis, how many minutes we're going to go over time tonight? At least a half hour with Beelin on the show. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The next quick hitter comes courtesy of Jenny Hoop. She has a great two-part question. All right, I'm going to ask you first, Kenny. We're going to go start. Lynn Marie, Lynn Marie's checking in, saying 10 minutes. And sis, what do you got to say to Lynn Marie? Congratulations to your Eagles, my friend. They finally won a game. Beelan's <laughs> saying a little under 15 minutes. But this is from Jenny Hoops. It's called Start, Sit, and Cut. Two-part question. I'm going to give you three quarterbacks. You got to tell me 
Oh, Mike Ray, Mike Rago is asking where Joey Clams. Joey Clams comes on Thursdays with the picks. Joey Clams is on Thursday with us, Mike. But you can watch this show because we got a lot of stuff going on. So I'm going to give you three quarterbacks. Out of these three, you got to tell me which one you're going to start, which one you're going to sit, and which one you're going to cut. Here we go. Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson. Kenny. Mm. So this is the scenario is just I got these three quarterbacks. I could start one, sit one, cut one. Yes. No, 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 don't hold barred. I'm going Mahomes because he he won. Mahomes is my starter because he won the Super Bowl. Okay. I'm going to sit. I'm going to sit. I'm going to sit Lamar. I'm going to sit Kyler Murray. I'm going to cut Lamar Jackson because Lamar Jackson gets had injuries and hasn't won a playoff game yet. Okay. So same question. Mahomes, Murray, Jackson. You start one, you sit one, you cut one. Starting Murray, sitting Mahomes, cutting Jackson. All right. We're going to do one more. We're the little – those were the upper quarterbacks. We're going to do a one more, same way. I'm What's yours, by, What's yours, by the way? Uh, that way I would go Mahomes, sit Murray, cut Jackson. Like me. Okay. Like you. Um, and the next – we're going to do the same thing, sis. I'll start with you. Start, sit, cut. Big Ben, Carson Wentz, Jimmy Garoppolo. Big Ben, Carson Wentz, and Jimmy? Yeah. Who would you start? Who do you sit? Who do you cut? I think that's pretty easy. Big Ben, sit Carson, cut Garoppolo. Okay, a couple things. Eddie Murphy's saying, if you go over 10 minutes, do I get a Texas A&M shirt? LOL. Eddie Murphy's coming at. Uh, Lynn Marie saying she's cutting Wentz. Eddie Murphy's saying, Big Ben, Wentz, and cut Jimmy. Kenny. Agree with the start. I'm going to start Ben. Yep. I'm going to sit Garoppolo because he's gotten that team to a Super Bowl. I'll cut Wentz because he's done absolutely nothing and he's struggling over there in Indianapolis. Blew a 22 okay. point lead Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going same thing. Big Ben starts, Wentz uh, sits, and I'm cutting Garoppolo. All right. Kenny. After five weeks of this year of the NFL, after five weeks, right now you have the number one pick in football in the draft. We're going to redraft. You have the number one pick. Who would you draft first? Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, or or um, Justin Fields? They must say Trevor Lawrence. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be all right. I'm with you. I'm going Trevor Lawrence. Sis, what about you? Yeah, Trevor Lawrence. All right. Kenny, I got to come back to you. Actually, I'm going to start this one. And the audience, please play along with this one, Eddie. What were Sis's exact words as he watched Texas A&M's kicker make that field goal? I'm going to start it off when he watches that football go through the posts. He says, you got to be effing kidding me Kenny what were his words what were his words his words were great now I gotta 
effing cut Beelan's uh, grass with a scissor. <laughs> and sis, what is the answer? What were your words when you saw the, f the field goal go get good? I'm, I'm going to be straight up with you. No, as I got. Go ahead. Okay, I got a better one. No, as, as soon as they lined up, I said the game's over. That's exactly what I said. Well, like sis said, did Lane Kiffin hack my TV? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one alright sis I'm going to start with you on this and I don't know if coach Breslin's watching yet but I hope he's not because I, I don't know if he wants to hear this Rutgers is 0-3 in conference play they've scored 39 points in those three games and they've given up 103 are you disappointed in them sis No, they're the same old Rutgers. Oh, there's no. Coach Breslin saying he is here just in time. So I'll ask Kenny, I'll ask you and Coach Breslin. I want you, again, three conference games, 39 points scored, gave up 103 to 0-3 in those games. Kenny, are you disappointed in Rutgers? Disappointed by the blowouts. I think we all got a little up with their hot start. Maybe it was, it was definitely a little overachieving, looked like weaker opponents, but... To answer it in quick hitter style, I would say yes. I'm a little, I'm disappointed by the outcomes getting blown out the way they did against Ohio State. You know, that's uncalled for. All right, Coach Breslin saying no, they are not ready to compete with the big boys yet. Two more guys. All right, I'm going to start with Kenny. You can pick one coach for your college basketball team. You're going to start from the beginning of the year. And you're gonna get you're gonna have this coach for one whole season from the beginning of the year all the way through the NCAA tournament with your goal to win the whole thing. You could pick one of these coaches: John Wooden, Coach K, John Calipari, Bobby Knight, Tom Izzo, Hoops is Tony Bennett, Rick Patino, or other. Carson's all over it already. He's saying Tom Izzo. Who are you picking, Kenny? It would be John Wooden, but because I've never seen him coach, I'm going to eliminate him just by the guys I've seen coached. And I'm going with our boy Carson. I love Mr. Tom Izzo there in Michigan State. Jenny Hoops is chiming in with her orange and blue heart saying Tony Bennett. Sis? No, you're taking Tony Bennett. Go ahead. I'm not taking Tony Bennett. I'm going to shock you, and I'm going to pick somebody who I didn't put on this list. Let's and then though, first. Okay, sis, Coach Breslin saying Calipari. Where are you going, sis? I, I I seen the guy coach. It's definitely John Wooden, hands down. All right. You guys, you guys are all too young for that. I didn't have him on the list. But then Hoop said to me, "Why don't you put him on?" And I said, "You know what? Not only am I putting him on, I'm taking him, Mr. Rick Patino, pound for pound." I'm That's going a good one. Can I change my mind real sure. quick? Sure. Bobby Knight. Okay. Just just wanting to play for him, old school like sisters. Just just. Throwing the chairs out on the court. Oh, man. Rafferty, Bill Rafferty. All right, and here's the last one. Here's the last one. And Eddie who, Murphy saying, "Isn't Tony a singer?" <laughs> isn't Tony a singer? Um, here's the last one. For a month, I want to explain this to the audience. And I want to explain this to Sis. For over a month now, and this has to do with all in on high school sports. But for over a month now, Kenny has guaranteed that he will be reporting live from this week's Northern Huntingtown High School football game in Maryland. 
When I mean reporting live, he's going to be there, shooting up texts, putting some tweets out. He's going to be there live. So, sis, two-part question. First part, what are Amari saying? What's up, fellas? What's up, Amari? Hey, Amari, what's up, bud? Sis, what are the odds that he will be at that game? On Saturday? Friday night. Sis, it's 15 minutes away, so you know. Well, with that statement, I'm going to say he's going to be there. So you're see, I'm going, I'm going eighty to one. I'm going right out wow. of the gate. I'm going wow. eighty to one. Wow. And here, John Beelan saying sixty-two percent. And here's the second part of the question before Kenny could answer: What BS excuse will he give when he is a no-show? Jenny Hoops gave the Jenny Hoops came after Mr. Kirkpatrick a little tonight and said he went to the wrong location. There was an accident, and then when he tried to get to the new place, there was an accident with traffic, and he couldn't get to the other field. Wow. I'm going to throw this Jenny, one out. Jenny really wanted to I'm get throwing this one out at Kenny. Okay, here's mine. He gets to the game. The game's there. He arrives, and the field, the grass is cut off, right? The, cut, the grass is, they're like, it's, it's boarded off, like roped off. What's the matter? They just put pesticides. No fans can go on. Only the people on the field. So he's going to be able to watch. He can't see it. He's too far. He doesn't want to give wrong imagination. So information. So he couldn't go because of the pesticide on the field. John Beelan saying he had to babysit the dog again. And Eddie's saying he got an imaginary cold. So those are those are the excuses. Now let's ask the real guy. What are the odds you're going to be at this game, Mr. Kirkpatrick? Odds I'll be at the game. Gonna be, I'm going to say two to one. You want to know why two to one? I'm going to give you why the two to one odds, not even money odds. Northern's game last week against Calvert. That's who Huntingtown played first week of the year. They beat them pretty well. Calvert's like three and two or two and three. Capacity, over, about 45 minutes before the game, nobody can get in. That, that's first one. Number two, there's only one road to get to the to the stadium. So if there is an accident, you're going to look at capacity. I might be late getting that capacity, but I'm going. I'm going. So I promise you I'm going. But now, real quick, because we're a couple minutes late for NFL, now – he opened it up for me, Mr. Siciliano. And now I come after him and Jenny Hoops if she's listening. Well, Mr. Well, this Eddie, is Murphy more for saying, well Eddie Murphy's saying, so Kenny, you need to go two hours before the game. Get there early. All right. Now here is where I come after Mr. That'll Valenti boy, and Mrs. Valenti if she's listening. You have a high school show on Tuesdays, is that correct? Yes, sir. And you have a nice little show you do there on Tuesdays. You do a recap show on Fridays. High school games, Fridays and Saturdays. How many games have you and Jen been to this year? Uh, we've been to Ramapo, West Essex. Well, went to or watched? Went to, not watched. Well, we watch, but when we watch, we can stream. Not watched. Gonna... I want to know how many you went to. Um, Hoops, two or three. You should be going to at least one every week. Yeah, but here's the thing. Why go if I go to one, we're limited to one. When we could be home and we could watch three and four, 
then I we could broadcast. I have a better I have a better answer to do it. So this week we my, will be my answer heights. to that would be better to do a show live in person. Well, we that's different. We can't broadcast right, the game. I think you got him there. Yeah, I think you got him. There. Oh, okay, well, we'll take it. We'll take it. Yep. Hoops will be all over. Hoops is going to chime in for Kenny and get. Well, you're going to a game this week, though. We're so going this different. week. We're yeah, going. big game this week. Heights Beckham. Yep. No, I want to know. You're not, not going to the Paul Wills game. Well, Eddie, Chris, Mur Eddie Murphy's Chris, on tomorrow's show. I want every. This is for tomorrow. Tomorrow we're going to get Carson involved. What's Kurt's excuse? going to be for Heights Beckton why he couldn't go. Okay, I'll take it. Eddie Murphy's... We're going to come back in tomorrow, sis. Get your excuse ready for Kurt. Eddie Murphy's saying, well, technically, we could. he's saying you could stream from your phone while at game. I agree, Kenny. Get to talk to the coaches and players that they have interviewed. Okay. All right, Kenny, let's go. He opened it up. Let's go. See Coach Breslin, Coach Sis, he opened it up after. <laughs> and here's my last thing. If Kenny doesn't go He's to hunting. After the show with Jenny Hoops. <laughs> yep. All right, so that was my quick, Kenny, that's my quick hitters for the night. What do you think? Love it. Okay. So I'm going to get into some NFL, I think, Kurt. And then we got Paul coming in to join us for the Giants talk after that. Okay. But uh, I'm going to shorten the NFL out because I know Sis has something later for NFL. So I got a couple topics for NFL. Uh, I know Paul's going to hit on, on the Giants, but I do want to talk about – let's start with one of the big injuries that happened in the NFL uh, this past week, and that was Thursday night's game. Seattle lost Russell Wilson. That injury, did you see his finger, the way it looked? Uh, did you guys see that? What his yeah. Finger like? yeah. He's By the out. way, real so quick, least, Kenny, Coach yeah. Breslin, absolutely. Greg Mature is from Varsity Aces. He's from he's on our sidelines. <laughs> it's awesome. Well, I was gonna say Russell Wilson, big injury. Geno Smith quarterback in there now to at least week 10, sis. Is this the spot you think Seattle goes out and gives Cam Newton a shot? Or do they roll with Geno Smith? They and, they and roll, roll the Gino, dice with Geno Smith. Yeah, they roll the dice with Geno Smith. What do you think, Kurt? I think the same thing. Like you know, I don't think they're going to change their offense. Like right now, it'd be so hard to do. I mean, again, Cam Newton's not going to run what Seattle's running. You know, they're going to have to change that whole offense to fit Cam Newton. I don't think they're going to do it. I think they're going to roll with him. And um. Again, what you know, I've I heard a little birdie over in some Denver radio this week that um don't be shocked that um you know Russ might never take another snap for Seattle and uh, the talk in Denver this week is the offensive coordinator from Buffalo, Mr. Dable, is it Dable? Is that how you say his name? Yeah. Along with Russ next year, so they a lot of people are saying he may be done. In Seattle, but I think they roll with Geno. Well, here's here's my next question with it. Their record's what? Two and three? Two and three. Realistically, let's say they're after he's coming back week ten. Let's say they're four and six. Just just speaking, four and six. Arizona with their hot start, they have them and them and the Rams. This is just throwing throwing this out there what their records are gonna be. Rams and Cardinals fighting for first place, eight and two. 49ers, just like Seattle, struggling with injuries. 
three and seven, four and six around that range. Do you then say, like you just said, is that does that mean that's it for Russell Wilson, or are you bringing him back in ten with nothing to play for, and you can just you know start playing some of your kids? You're ready four games back. Your chances of getting into the playoffs slim to none. What do you do? Do you do you what do you do with Russell Wilson? Do you let him play out the year, risk another injury, or do you uh, try and uh, see what you can do with him? Get him, get you know. You let him walk. Be, be, uh, Eddie Murphy saying Gino didn't look that bad, wasn't great, but wasn't bad either. Beeland saying Killer Cam will sign in two weeks. Again, you know, with with this extra, with the seventeen games, with the extra wild card team, if they're if they're you know, you know, you're talking there's still seven games and you're two games out. Um, you know, I think they will try to play him. I mean, you know. Now, if they they don't win a game and they're like, you know, then maybe tanking is the answer for them. But uh, I can't see Seattle not winning a game for seven weeks. So, but I think if they if they're in any kind of hunt, they'll bring them back. Our great friend Mark Caldirio saying hello. Good evening, gents. Hey, How are Mark, things? I've been very busy. Mark. I just I'm gonna let Cisco. I just want to say one thing. But you got to remember something. They don't have the defense to carry that team in my opinion so you may be looking at a four and six three and seven team after 10 weeks and then i don't know what i'm doing like you said do you want to tank you know i don't think that's in seattle's mind but you never know you know pete carroll might be like yeah we need to rebuild oh you know what beeland's making a great point i would love for them to tank Jets will have two top ten. That's right. They they're in that trade because of the Jamal. Oh yeah, that's right. Just like just like the Giants have two. Picks. Yeah. So you know what? They're not tank. They're not tanking, and they'll play Russ. They're not going to tank. What do you What do you think uh, over there in Seattle, sis? Like overall, do you think uh, you you said you said Geno's going to play, but do you think Russ comes back after week ten, or the, do they ease him in? Maybe more like a week twelve if they're three and seven. Yeah, I I think for sure Russell Wilson will play again this year. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, another team I want to hit on. By the way, Mr. Calderio's throwing in goal Michigan. Hey, keep he riding it, Mark. College football talk in the next hour, Mark. Yeah. Hang around. Uh, the next team I want to get into injuries because we got Paul coming on in a couple minutes. San Francisco 49ers, Kurt. Year after year after year, Jimmy Garoppolo. Of course, they lost Raheem Mostert, the running back. Now George Kittle's back on the IR. Who's next? I'm not trying to jinx anybody. Debo Samuel, because he's another one that's always hurt. Is the defense going to start getting the injury bug? Joey Bosa, et cetera, et cetera. Like, what's going on over there, Kurt? Do you, do you roll with Lance, or does Garoppolo come back? Lance didn't, didn't have a good performance against Arizona. What happens when Garoppolo is ready to come back? Is it Lance or is it Garoppolo would be my first question. And when is enough enough for injuries? Do you, do, who do you blame? Just like we had with the Giants last week, talking about their injuries. And I know we're going to get into Giants injuries in a couple minutes, but who's to blame? You know, it's every year. It, it's, the same it, guys. It's ridiculous. And I want to throw a stat out that I heard last week because one of the coaches you always hear – that is on the hot seat and who should get fired is Mr. Um, Matt Nagy, right? Matt Nagy is 31 and 22 as head coach of the Chicago Bears. 
Kyle Shanahan is 31 and 38. I will say this. I will walk to Denver to bring him to Denver, but he is 100% underachieved with San Francisco because you know what? Injuries of this, injuries of that. Uh, by our way, our good friend Intercept Your Lunch Marty saying, gotta bring Jimmy back. Lance is too raw, making him move. That would make, you know, he needs more time. Um, I agree. If, if you're going to try to get to a playoff right now and that's your goal, I'm going to play Garoppolo. If the season's out of whack, put Lance in right now. But Lance looks very young. I don't know. I, I Again, where are they? Like, are you talking next week? Because I'm going to go Garoppolo until it's I'm out of it. When I'm close to out of it, I'm going with Lance. Sis, what are your thoughts on the whole situation over there, Sam Brand? Yeah, I agree with Marty. Um, you go with Jimmy. I don't think this kid's ready. And it's not a bad thing. He's a rookie. And uh, you go as far as you can go. And like Curtis said, once you're to the promised land and you know you're not going to be in the playoffs, then put the kid back on the field. So that's my take yeah. on that. Eddie, my opinion on the whole thing, Go ahead, Kirk. Uh, real quick, Eddie Murphy, do all these injuries go back to training camp being soft, not like it was years ago with two days? Beelan saying Kurt is going to rack up miles this year. He's going to Denver to bring Shanahan, going to Denver to stop paying Teddy, get those walking shoes. Love it, love it. My last thing on it will be just like like everybody's saying, to answer Eddie's question, I think it, you do have to blame some of the – training camp thing you know we're going to be talking giants in about two minutes and bringing paul in in a giants soft training camp they didn't play a lot of guys everybody sat slow start and now you're seeing injuries i know some of these injuries you can't avoid daniel jones concussion barkley stepped on somebody's foot and he got a sprained ankle but 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 andrew thomas at practice kenny galladay now Etc. 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 Yes, I think I think some of these training camps being soft are affecting the injuries, and I don't know what the San Francisco 49ers training camp, uh, how they uh, run their training camp, but it's every year with them. Maybe they need to change something up. Yeah. All right, and uh, you know, but who's you, you blame the offense? That team is underachieving. Where's their defense this year? Yep. They're supposed to have a great defense. Where is it? So, you know what? You can have Kyle Shanahan over in Denver because I think he's very overrated. And we can get into that later on if we have time. If not, we'll save that for another day. Some overrated head coaches and some underrated head coaches in the NFL. It'll be a nice little topic. Maybe we'll do that next week or later on tonight. Two things leading into Paul's segment. Eddie Murphy, Giants better be smart and keep Daniel Jones out this week against the Rams. Mark saying everybody is hurt with hamstring and knee injuries. Horrible with the Giants. You guys have anything else NFL-wise? Well, NFL-wise, we're going to stick with NFL with Giants, and then we're going to go Broncos. But I'm going to bring Paul in. For a Giants segment, Giants part of the show. Okay. And there's Mr. Rosen. How are we doing tonight, Paul? All right, gentlemen, good evening. What's going on, How's Paul? That? Thank you for joining first, us first, again. What's up? How's your mother doing, Paul? 
Two, oh, two thank you. First, you thank ask you for, about your mom. Thank How's you. Mom doing? First of all, thank you for asking. She's doing amazingly. I've seen her about four or five times so far, and uh, it's, it's incredible. 86 years old, and uh, that's awesome. She's going to outlive us all. So, uh, yeah, God bless, and uh, I really appreciate the. Awesome. Gas. That's great news. Great. News. What, what, what kind of barbershop do you go to out there? Your hair is like really groomed tonight. Uh, <laughs> I need I'm, a haircut. Do you use, I gotta, uh, do you use spray? <laughs> no, I, no, I don't. And I got to tell you, my amazing, beautiful wife, Luby, after COVID came in, right, cutting my hair. And, Great uh, job. Yeah, thank you. I'll let her, certainly let her know. I've got more hair than me. <laughs> <laughs> in my second one, for those who don't know, Paul is uh, was the Iron Man, posted some pictures of what yeah, was that, that last was year. Awesome. Great, great, uh, great pictures there that you had on there. Congratulations. Uh -huh. that you, guys, you guys are too much. Thank you that so much. Awesome, for yeah. The yeah. Congratulations, Paul. Appreciate it. All Thank right. So again, great. Paul That's does. Accomplishment. Yep. Um, so it's week five. It's week five was last week. Paul, we brought you on. It's giant, your giant segment. Uh, Kurt has the notes written down. He's going to talk to you mostly. And then the questions, uh, because, you know, we want you to get your insight. And then if there's anything that Sis and I will add, we'll add to it. The questions you have, we'll answer as well. Well, a couple, I, of things, I, a couple of things, guys. John Beeling is saying, I can't wait to hear these grades this week, LOL. <laughs> and Bobby Blackjack is, I think Bobby Blackjack is working with Beeling behind the scenes tonight. Because he's, listen to this comment. Your contract states the wearing of Alabama hats are prohibited after a loss, says. Tell, tell Blackjack with today, Wednesday, to get in his car tomorrow on Thursday to go up to Bergen Catholic and set up his stereo equipment so he can do that show. <laughs> this is feisty today. This is feisty. feisty. He's not used to a loss. That's what it is. And we got one more comment from Lynn. I have to sign off. Another great show, gentlemen. Thank you, Eddie, for the high five on my Eagles. Next, you are going to high five me when the Eagles play the Giants. Then you better wear an Eagles hat. Everybody's coming oh. at SIS tonight. Uh, everyone's jumping on the van. Everyone's wagon. on yeah. SIS. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. The so here's bandwagon jumpers. So these are right? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a quick round table. I'm gonna try to get this all in. Uh, these are Paul's words, and I loved how he started it off. Giants versus Cowboys. A quote-unquote woodshed game, as Sis, was, as Sis would, would be so astute to say. Not only was it another embarrassing loss, the Giants lost many key players to injuries. So, first question, Paul. Did the Giants lose because of A, their defense... Be their offense with Garrett's play calling, injuries. I'm sorry, C injuries, D coaching, or E Dallas was just playing better. All right, I'm going to answer it by this way. Remember when we were in school and they had those pie charts where they had yeah. percentage, and then they had sort of like square uh, uh, little pies. And my pie chart's going to be 98.9 percent defense. And then all the other things that I listed were in the rest of them. Uh, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But the defense was horrible. And that's, to me, what caused this game to be lost. 
Mr. Kirkpatrick. I can't disagree with, with Paul. The, the defense lost that to us. We were in the game with the, the backups. You know, all those injuries we lost, we're going to get into it. But, you know, Davis Tony showed up and, you know, Devontae Booker wasn't terrible. And, you know, everybody says Glennon was bad, but Glennon did what a backup quarterback is supposed to do for the most part. You know, he moved the ball a little bit. Defense, plain and simple, 100%. Sis, what about you? I agree with Paul. Secondary got toasted. See, I, I think obviously the defense, but I just think Dallas was playing better too. I mean, Dallas is good. You know, you guys know me with Dak, but, you know, this team, if they play the way they are, they ran another, I think they had another 200 yards rushing. I mean, if you run the ball in the NFL, you're going to have a shot to win a championship. And listen, well, they're I, doing it better than anybody right now. I agree with that, but disagree with Dallas playing better because the Giants were, Giants had Dallas on the ropes. We just dropped interceptions. Dak was not looking good early in that game. Yeah. Okay. Was, so that's why I don't want to say Dallas played better than us. I don't want to say the, that. The, the defense, all once again. All due respect. You know, yeah, they got the win, but I don't think they 100% played better than us. That's the, my opinion. Yeah. We're all the defense, up. once again, gave up that last touchdown in the first half. For the every game they've given up touchdowns at the end of the half at the end of the game and and you just it, it it's you know same song different different week and you just yep. can't do that all right so this is a question where again it's it's great on radio and let, let's try to be realistic here and again like you know this is what you guys said it's on the defense so my neck the next question paul had and i'll start with paul do you think it would have made a difference if daniel jones saquon barkley Kenny Galladay, listen, three of their better players on the team played the entire game. I'm not going to be flip about it, but if I could put Daniel Jones in the secondary, Kenny Galladay at linebacker, and Saquon at defensive line, maybe we would have had a chance. On offense, no chance. But if they could play defense, then uh, we might have had a chance. I don't want to be flip about it. Kenny, what about you? Do you think... They, you know, you it's a that game's different if those three guys play. I think it's a little different, but the defense has got to show up. The result would have been 37 27, maybe, but it would have been a slight difference in the score. But defense has got to show up, can't give up that many points. Plain and simple. Sis, what about you? You know, from being a former player and uh, coaching like we did. You got to come out. You got to come right out of the gate. You got to smack somebody in the mouth, and you got to play ball. And they don't do that. Once you start falling behind, especially against a team like Dallas, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. So you got to take the start challenge right out of the gate. Eddie Murphy and, and, saying, "Oh, I'm sorry, Paul." No, I was going to say, and and to sister's comments, that's one of the things that we're seeing about the Giants team. Any. A couple of the Cowboy players came out and said, we weren't bruised and battered, so right. they're not playing hard. And and it's almost disrespectful in a way to, to the Giants and their organization that that's the perception that they're giving out right now. So Great point. Great point. Right. Um, Great point. Let's get to this because this was a real big uh, coming out party. Paul, as you say, Kadarius Tony's coming out party. Um, unbelievable. Hey, you know what? Gettleman looks good for that pick because a lot of people are like, who? And you know what? 
He did play. I mean, he did. Listen, what do you have? I think 170 yards receiving, um, 10 receptions. One. I'm sorry, 10 receptions, 189. Um, but we also did see the punching in- incident. Um, Paul's question. I'll start with you again, Paul. Could this have been handled differently? Could it? Could it? Wait. Could have? It, could this have been handled differently by a Tony himself, B Joe Judge? or C, the officials? I'm going to take all of them because clearly Tony expressed an immature part of him that he never should have done. He came back the next day and wound up apologizing to everybody. So good for him. Judge, in my opinion, we all saw it on TV, cursing him out, getting him in the locker room. Clearly, that should have been something that should have been handled in the locker room behind closed doors, not out in the public like that. You're not going to embarrass someone. You know Judge would not have done that to a Daniel Jones, a Blake uh, Martinez, uh, you know, any veteran, only because he was a rookie he did that. And to the officials, if you watch that play, there was all this pushing and shoving. Ingram got pushed and should have been a, a, a should have been a foul, a, a personal foul on the Dallas player. So, from my um, side of it, the officials handled it very poorly. Looked to Tony. I'm not condoning Tony's uh, punch. Absolutely not. That's totally unnecessary and unacceptable. But I think all three of them could have handled that whole situation a lot better. Sis, what about you? Honestly, you you know as a as a coach, you know, you just mentioned before taken from the coaching aspect, Tony, Judge, or the officials. Do you agree with Paul, or you want to go a little different on how this thing could have been handled better? No, I, I kind of go with Paul. I think all three of them, again, you know, in the in the excitement in the game, you have to you have to control yourself, especially you know, you're throwing punches. First of all, you got all this equipment on. You could bust your hand. Number two, and I've said this from the beginning, Joe Judge, he comes off with this macho, tough guy exterior. To me, it's like it's like a shell. It's like a shell. He he's not like the you know the old time coaches, Chuck Noll, Purcells, and, and, and coaches like that. I never liked the guy, and it's not personal. I don't, I don't, I, when I read his body language, it really turns me off. And the officials getting to the third part of this, not only in the giant game, in all these games, these officials, they just want to get on TV. Yeah, I agree, sis. Totally agree. They just want to get on TV. They're making calls that, you know, it, it's totally, it, 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 when you're sitting there as a fan trying to watch the game, you're like, Oh, here we go again. Yeah, I think it was it was it in yeah. the Dallas game. No, it was in the it was in the um, oh what game was it the Packer game? I forget. Three times in a row they called a legal motion on somebody the other day. Three times, three times in a row. I forget what game it was. It's yeah, it's it's out of control. It's Teddy. out of control. It's a shame. We're gonna, I'm gonna go in the in the order. I think that. I was most upset with, and that's one, the officials, and I'm not crying over spilled milk with the officials. Officials are entitled to bad games. They're going to miss calls. They're humans. But 
I'm going to go back to Daniel Jones's injury, helmet to helmet, no penalty call. I'm going to go to Elijah Penny, fullback, helmet to helmet, no penalty call. I'm going to go to Contavious Tony's Tony's <laughs> play, slam to the ground. Then the pushing and shoving comes, no penalty call. It's always the second person that gets caught. Not not condoning Kendovius Kendavis Tony's actions, but that was frustration. But I'm going to give him a pass, and that's where Joe Judge comes in to go and do that on air and go after Tony like that. Unprofessional, like Sis said. Maybe it's a show, but what nobody else saw was he pats Will Hernandez, who's in in there fighting as well. On the back, good job. Well, is it a good job for Hernandez because he's a veteran? And Tony, because he's a rookie, you're going to rip him apart? The kid just had the game of his life. Don't do that to him and get in his head, and he's going to struggle for the next three or four weeks. I hope we don't. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. That's a great point. I'm going to say – I'm sorry, Ken. But one more thing with the the referees. That was the disgrace by those referees. That – staff should be looked at again they're all entitled to a bad game but they also missed Devonte booker's touchdown of so fox was still on a commercial yeah. that's the fox's fault yeah that's the referees starting that game yeah. before fox right before before it came on right we missed that touchdown yep yep the, all right a nice you know, little segment bad performance by the referees a nice little segment I like that Paul does the good, the bad, the ugly. He only has Wait, one. Kurt, Kurt, can I just can I I'm sorry to interrupt. Sure. Can I say one more thing? Sure. I read before um the show tonight that Evan, Evan Ingram, after the game when they were um congratulating the Cowboys, apparently got hit in the face, punched in the face by one of the Cowboy players. One of the Did defensive not. backs. I don't know if you guys heard about that. Did but- not. I want to see where John Hussey, that was the referee, and that staff is refereeing this week and see how they manage a game this week. Because I'll guarantee you it's going to be better than it was against than it was in the Cowboy Giant game. I'd love to know where they're going to be this week, that staff. All right, something to look at. Like I was saying, you know, Paul has this great little segment, the good, the bad, the ugly. The good is short this week. Kadarius Tony, 10 for 189. Eddie said it's a Giants rookie record. That's it for the good. So we don't even have to go around and ask about the good. Here's the bad. And I'm going to start this with Sis. These are the options on the bad. Which one was the worst out of the bad? The defense giving up over 500 total yards. They couldn't stop the run or the pass. No QB pressure or the secondary was just bad. Sis. No to be pressure. Kenny. He had all all day to throw. Mm-hmm. Sis nailed it. No quarterback pressure because that leads to the secondary getting beat. That exactly. leads to all your other problems on defense. You got to get quarterback pressure. And you can't rely on a rookie to be that guy. You know, the kid Ulujari, I'm, I'm happy with him. I think that was a great pickup. But Leonard Williams, make your money. Start making some plays. Dexter Lawrence, start making some plays, et cetera, et cetera. Paul. Yeah, I mean, I, I could include everything. Um, you know, I don't think this is a, a bad choice here. Um, I can read you statistic after statistic of how bad the giant defense is. But but overall, it, it's 
the lack of a pass rush, um, the inability to stop the run, and and it all adds up to a, a horrible, horrible uh, game on Sunday. Eddie Murphy saying last year Brad Berry only gave up, I think, 400 yards of total offense, and this year through five games he's given up more than 300-plus himself. Uh, and then we get to the ugly, Kenny. I'll start with you. Which is the ugliest? The injuries, the bad penalties, the dropped interception, or the undisciplined play? If you go on undisciplined play, I don't, I don't. Do you mean the? Do you mean by the the the, the that leads to the penalties? Just undisciplined, the, uh, undisciplined play, like in the whole team, like just as a gen in general, the undisciplined play. Yeah, that's got to be up there, but I'm going to, you know, I'm going to throw that in there, but I'm going to throw in, uh, you know, dropping interceptions again. It's, it's every week, you know. I know cornerbacks aren't supposed to have the best of hands, but let's make one interception, guys. Come on. All right. Sis. Definitely the injuries. You, you need the players. You need the horses. And that in that particular game, that broke their backs. And again, they with the backups and everything, they were playing, they were playing with the Cowboys. So that real quick, that leaves me really, how good is Dallas? I mean, seriously, how good is Dallas? Have they really played it? Have they played the Rams yet? No. No. So you're gonna see, you're gonna see the Cowboys get exposed. I mean, they look good now. Wait till they start playing some better teams. That's all real, I gotta say. Real real quick before Paul goes. We already have more losses in our division five games into the season than we did all of last year. We only lost one game in our division last year. This year we already yeah. have two. Yeah. And Paul, what was the ugliest? Um, I'm going to go with the injuries, of course, but I, I still want to touch base on the undisciplined play because, you know, this was Joe Judge's mantra of we're going to be disciplined and we're going to be able to do all these things we're not going to be undisciplined and and i'm not seeing it i'm just not seeing every game there there just seems to be something that occurs that that bad teams do so i don't know if it's judge the coaches or the players just not getting it through them and it's just a frustration to see this game after game after game okay cut Couple more thing, couple more comments. I know we're up against the clock, Kenny, but I'm gonna try to get this done real quick because I want to hit these two more things. Saquon Barkley. This is like the the gorilla in the moon, the in the gorilla in the room because this is gonna happen soon, and it's now his third injury in four years, and he's getting, you know, not where it's like you know a ticky, you know, a little ticky tack injury, like big time injuries, especially anything to the knees to these running backs. Okay, I'm going to start with Sis. What should the Giants do with him in the future? He's going to want the money. He's going to want Christian McCaffrey money, which is close to 18 to $20 million a year. So, Sis, you're the GM. He comes to you and he said, I want this extension now. I want to, I want to be the highest paid running back or right by Christian nope. McCaffrey. Nope, 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 nope. Can't give it to him. Sorry. I mean, I like the kid and everything. Like, he, he's too injury prone. He's like China. He's like China. He, 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 China gets dropped, put it back together. China gets dropped, pieces together. 
it's like Wentz. Wentz is an injury-prone player. This kid has this label on him for the last two years. So I, I'm not really too high. On, I mean, again, nothing personal. I'm not really high on this kid. I'm really, I'm really not. Eddie Murphy saying bye-bye, Saquon. Kenny, you're the GM. What are you doing? Well, I said it weeks ago about Saquon. I would look to try and trade him. But uh, I'm going to say this. What what'd you say McCaffrey's making? I, I want to say it's like $18 million. 18. I'll look it up right now. McCaffrey's also injury prone. So that's your selling point as the Giants GM, which is not going to be Gettleman. If I'm the GM of like Saquon, you want Christian McCaffrey money, but he's injury prone. He You're signed a four-year, $64 million deal. 30, $40 million. 40 million 38 is guaranteed. guaranteed. $16 million okay, a so, year. 16 right. a year, 38 guaranteed. I can't give you McCaffrey money because you're injury prone and he's injury prone. So I'm going to have to give you less, take it or leave it. And I'm giving him 12 to 14 million a year. And if if, the, if that's the price, I keep But anything more, got to get rid of him. I'm sorry. I love the kid. I think when he's healthy, he's best. But Beelan's saying, Beelan saying if Barkley doesn't get it from the Giants, he'll get it from someone else. Murphy's saying if Dave Gettleman is still GM, he will sign him to what he wants. Paul. If Dave Gettleman's the GM next year, I will walk to Denver with Kurt (laughs) when he walks to Denver. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, I agree with both of you guys. Um, It's it's sad that it's come to this because he's been injured three out of his four years. I mean, his rookie year, he was amazing. We thought, you know, he was the second coming of, uh, of, uh, of, uh, you know, greatest running backs. But it, it's got to the point now where you can't rely on him. And as we always say, the best ability is availability. And if he's not available, how can we justify giving him money? So I, I, I just think it's, it's, it's unfortunate. It really is. All right. And then here we go because Beelan's excited for this. Um, Paul, again, you did a great job with this. You said since last week they played, quote-unquote, Dallas and the America's team, you want to give out stars for your grade. So four stars equals an A, three stars is a B, two stars is a C, one star is a D, zero stars is an F. I'm going to start with Kenny. Grade the offense, Kenny. Two stars. Tony, Tony, Obviously, five stars, and then everybody else lowered that rating. So I'm going to go two. Solid Sis, two stars. Sis, offense, how many stars you give him for this performance? Two. Paul? Same. Two. Defense, Kenny? Zero. I didn't see one good good thing. It's got to be zero. Sis? Zero. Paul? It's a sweep, zero. And Sis's favorite, I'm going to start with him. Eddie Murphy wins zero. Sis, coaching staff? Zero. Kenny? Can you do less than zero? <laughs> Jason Garrett, my, my reason, just real quick. It's a zero because of Joe Judge and all, but Jason Garrett, you got the ball up the half yard line. And you're not either going to run the ball up the middle on third down or let Daniel Jones sneak it in. You're going to roll him out to the left side on a bootleg, which is going to slow him down. And then he gets concussion there. Great point. 
Paul. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Daniel Jones is six foot five, 240 pounds. Right. Can't get that half inch to go right. the middle. Um, you and know, you're rolling them out. Yep. And you're rolling them out. So, yeah, uh, zero stars. All right. And the last thing, if you thought last week was bad, guess who's rolling in Sunday to MetLife? Yep, the Rams. Four and one, <laughs> led by Matt, Matthew Stafford. They look to be obviously a Super Bowl contender. Defense led by the great Aaron Donald. Um, so, last question of the night. I'll start with Sis. Don't ask for picks because I'm not making No, 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 not picks. Can (laughs) the Giants either win this or keep it close? And if so, what do they need to do? I'm going to go out on a limb and say keep it close. They have to play outstanding defense to even have a shot in this game. That's it. Kenny. Oh, sorry, Sis. Kenny. No, Felipe. Felipe. I'm going to say they keep it close only because West Coast teams sometimes have jet lag coming over to the East Coast. Is this a 1 o'clock game or a 4 o'clock One game? o'clock. Yeah. Be- Beelan's like chiming in. Beelan said, yeah, keep it close on Madden 95 on Nintendo. <laughs> Giants are going to keep it close. <laughs> Daniel Jones may be back. Daniel Jones may be back. Giants are going to keep this close. Rams are going to have a little hangover because it's going to be an early morning game for them. And Mr. Rosen, the final yes. call. Um, just to, to mention what uh, Kenny just said, if I'm the Giants, and obviously it's got to be signed off and the protocol has got to be complete, I would not play Daniel Jones. I mean, no way. No, I would not. We said that. We said that with, we're going to get Broncos next, but we said that with Kurt. Teddy Bridgewater. I didn't think he should have played last week. He should have, you know, 17 game season. Yeah. Sis brings it up all the time. Yeah. 17 game season. Season isn't won or lost in week four. Yeah. So I, I, your season can be lost if you lose your quarterback for the year. Mark um, Mark has a great point, guys. He's saying the Giants need to play sound defense and offense needs to score touchdowns, not field goals. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm going to mention one more thing, I think. From a pride factor, they're going to be at home. Let's hope they can come out and show some pride for the fans and and come out with at least a representable uh, uh, showing. You know, even if Jones doesn't play and Walkley's out, we know and Galladay. So uh, let's see if they can keep it close at least. And Mr. Mr. Kirkpatrick, that is all I have for the little roundtable tonight. Well, awesome job again. Uh- you're in New Jersey for one more week, right? Or is it New York? We yeah, we're actually on Long Island right now. Until nice. um, next Tuesday, so uh, I recovery for for mom again. And uh, thank you so much. You know, hope we uh, can somehow pull off a victory on Sunday and have a nice little talk next Wednesday and not Absolutely. make it a routine. Not make a daily routine where we're talking about losses each week. <laughs> Let's hope so, guys. You know what, Paul? Good job, not, Paul. Paul, you know what? Thank you I'm, so much. I'm not looking forward to Giants talk next week. I'm looking forward to talking some New York Knicks with you next week. That's yeah. what yeah, I'm going to get in touch with you. Maybe we'll do something with Knicks, too, because I know you're a big Knicks fan. That's fine. I we'll get that. Yeah. We'll, get to it. we'll work we'll do it out for sure. Hopefully, the, we'll have a more positive outlook. Let's you go. got my boy Miles from uh, Seton Hall, my friend. That's it. All right. Well, have a great night. You too, guys. Enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you, Paul.
Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Let's go Knicks, baby, Mark saying. Again, thank you to Paul Rosen. Does an awesome job with the notes. Gives us a little, you know, giant um, review, preview. And, um, you know, he's realistic. You know, listen, you can't be grading the Giants high. You know? You know, I love how Paul changes it up every week. The stars this week because it was the Cowboys. Last week was the music. You know, makes it fun for me because, you know, even though we're losing, it makes it fun to talk about a team that's losing. Yep. Uh, let me see. I think we're ready for uh, Bronco Mania, right? Do you want to do Bronco Mania or you want to do what's on Sis's mind? Let's uh let's do Sis's mind, because I know uh I know somebody who wants to play for Bronco Mania. So let's do Sis's mind first. Yeah, because we got and then we got what I'm looking forward to is one of our interns, Daniel Moya, is coming on to make his debut tonight. He's gonna talk a little hockey with us for like a little seven minute to ten minute segment. So let's get what's right. on Sis's mind, because there must be a lot on Sis's mind. All right, again, I hope the uh the audience participates beside Kenny and Kurt and beside Beelan. Um just kidding. This Gruden uh, firing has really um, got me, you know, got the wheels turning this week. And, um, you know, listening to, to some of these comments, the night it happened, and I'm going to start with Booger McFarlane, okay? And he was like ranting and raving, this absolutely has to be, you know, this has to be definitely done, yada, yada, yada. And then he goes on to say about the, uh, and I'm quoting, the black players need to be more concerned with building a brand for for themselves than, um, you know, they should be more concerned about building a brand for themselves than working on their craft. He he threw in the thing about 7% of the league is black, so to me, okay, you don't need to be promoting racism when a situation like this came up. Number two, Gruden didn't work for IBM, okay, and then go to the NFL. He got fired for stuff he said 10 years ago when he wasn't even the coach of the Raiders, okay? And then you had Keon, Keon Johnson, Okay, another all-star chiming in because he's got sour grapes because in 2003, Mr. Gruden deactivated him on a squad. He wasn't a well-liked player on the squad. And Warren Sapp was the team captain. And they, they, got, him, um, they got him out of Tampa Bay. To me, even at USC, he was always a wide guy. He was a troublemaker. He should not be an announcer. Randy Moss should not be an announcer. And put them two together. Take Boogie McFarland. He's the worst. He's the worst of starting stuff. Kurt, what do you think? You know, I'm going to say this. What Gruden did was wrong. What Gruden did was stupid. And you know what? Listen. I have no problems with if the Raiders don't want people like that. Because, again, he's absolutely – there's no need for that. There's no need for him to act like that. You're a leader. You're supposed to be a head coach. You do not do um, – you, you, don't, you don't do stuff like that. Okay? So he's absolutely wrong. Mocking people and – wrong. Not as a leader right. of a team. 
But what I have a problem with is, and this goes back to what Sis said about the whole 10-year deal. That's fine if you want to play that game. But the Tampa Bay Buccaneers took him out of the ring of fame. But in the meantime, they just they just signed Richard Shermer, Sherman, who domestic violence. And yep. I want to say, who's the other guy? Is it Mike Evans? They got another guy. How are those guys on the team? So Gruden, we're going to take him down, but we just signed someone who had a, who's, I don't even know if that domestic violence is still open. Number two, if that's going to be the case with the whole, okay. And again, I have nothing against the Raiders to go and say, Hey, he did this 10 years. We don't want it. Not a problem. But then go look back. Kareem Hunt. I want to see Kareem Hunt out of Cleveland because you know what? Kareem Hunt might be okay now, but four years ago, he's beating up his girlfriend. Why is he still in the league? You know what? Get to that and do it. So it can't be, it's Gruden, but you're okay. I'm more disappointed with Tampa Bay. How are you signing a guy like Sherman? You take him out now. Okay, um, Gruden's out of the thing. That's fine. It should have been Gruden's off the Hall of, Wall of Fame. Sherman, hand in your cleats. Is it Mike Evans? Sorry, Mike. I know you're a target for Brady and everything, but we're cleaning up this team. You got to go too. Only one guy went. I don't know why. So that's where it's wrong. Hey, Gruden's wrong. Gruden shouldn't be a head coach st- saying stuff like that. But if we're going to play fair, you know what? And you want to be clean, Tampa Bay? Let the garbage out. Sherman's garbage. Evans is garbage. Kareem Hunt and Cleveland's garbage. We can go on and on with all these guys. That's garbage. Get them out. Kenny? Totally agree with with what you said in your comments, sis, in your statement. And Kurt, you just said, uh, you know, you can add Deshaun Watson to that mix. Why is he still on the roster? Right, 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 right. Deshaun Watson is still in the league. But we're going to trade him to the Dolphins, and he's going to make $6 million a year, you know. And, and Miles Garrett, who, who assaulted Mason Rudolph last year with the with two years with the helmet, you know. And you can go on and on and on and on. My question is. How about this I'm one? Wait, how about this joke. one? Kenny, how about this one? Urban Meyer. Urban, Urban Meyer. Meyer. Urban Meyer. My biggest one is, and I don't mean this as a joke. It's going to come out as a joke. But it's gonna. But I'm serious. Who saves an email from ten years ago? How do you find emails from ten years well, ago? It happened that, because it, of the whole Washington thing. It's six hundred and fifty thousand emails. Did you know that? Yeah, it, it's because of all this stuff with the Washington, and they were going into Correct. it because of That's all right. that. That's how That's it came right. with the brother Gruden. Right. Yeah. So. Yep. 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 Here's one for you. Hey, I don't. I I agree with you 100. The Raiders do what they want to do. Rid of the guy. That's that's fine. You know they 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 let Gruden. They did it the right way. John, resign or we're gonna have to fire you with this situation. But but you know what? Then it better be like that, Kenny. From going forward for anybody, I don't care if it's David Carr. I don't exactly. care if it's. I don't yep. care who it is. If they do it, gone. No questions asked. Gone. Right. Tampa Bay yeah. too. Gone. So why there's did, more people involved. Why, yeah. why, why did Ray Rice get kicked out of the league? That stuck. What, what, why is that so different? You know I'm why it's ask- different, sis? Because he was at the end of his career. That's why. And they tried to make it. What he did and what Joe Mixon and, and Kareem Hunt did were the same exact thing. The problem was Ray Rice was in his 30s 
And, you know, he lost a lot of step. Kareem Hunt and Joe Mixon are young players, so they go like this. We didn't see that part. That's why. They tried to make a, oh, look what we're doing, a tough stance with Ray Rice. But it's because he's older. That's why. They could have did it with Mixon and Kareem Hunt. They didn't do it. Now, let me ask you this now. We had the Michael Vick incident a few years back, okay? Yep. The dog, the dog betting, the dog killing. Mike did his time. Mike made a mistake. They let him back in the league. Do you guys think Gruden's going to do his time and ever coach again or ever be on ESPN? My take, and then I'll go to Kurt, is definitely no way. Kurt. I'm with you. I don't think so. I think... I, you know, I, I can't see him on TV. I can't see him, you know, I can't see a coach touching him. You right. know, I, 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 I mean, a football staff coach, you know, like a, a head. I just, I don't think so. Kenny? Yeah, I'm with Kurt. 100% sis. I agree. I echo his words. Kenny, do you think Goodell's behind this at all? Roger Goodell. Stirring the pot. A little bit because th- think about it. What does he do? He does the draft. He does the Super Bowl. He gets paid forty million dollars for what? For what? I don't know if he's behind it. If you ask me a different question, is he doing a good job? I'd say he's doing an okay job. He's not doing a good job. But what is he doing besides sitting at games on Sundays? What is he doing? Not not suspending the players he should be suspending. That's a great because point. Sean Watson to be on a roster right now, even though he's not playing for the Texans, to be actively on that roster getting paid is a disgrace. Is a joke. Is a joke. Kurt? Um, Mark is saying, yes, sir, he is behind it. You know, I don't know if he's – I guess, yeah, I'm going to agree with Mark because – you know, he's maybe like pushing a little like pressure on, put a little pressure on the Raiders. I don't know about Tampa Bay, but you know, I think he would, he want, wanted to see him gone. I'll say that. He wanted to see him gone. Or do you think like Booger McFarland, Keyshawn, uh, these guys, Moss, do you think they all jumped on a bandwagon because John Gruden was was on the road to make $100 million, and there's jealousy involved there. Like, I'm not getting it. Well, you know what? I think I think you you nailed it, sis. With, you nailed it with Keyshawn. There's sour grapes there. I mean, basically, he ended Keyshawn's career, you know, right. deactivating him. It's embarrassing when you're number one pick in the draft. Now you go there, you're not suiting up. You're, you know, so I think Keyshawn, Keyshawn stirring the pot. Yes, like, this is it. This is my, like, now I'm going to get you back. Yeah, exactly. This is going to be, okay, you did this, Absolutely. now I'm going to yeah. do this. And he is in the spotlight. He is on ESPN. He's on the right. morning show. So you are going to hear right. him. I think the other guys, right. I don't know the other guys as much, but Keyshawn, 100%. He has that vendetta with him, and he's going to try to, when he's down, bury him. So absolutely. And that goes back to when he coached him in Tampa. Absolutely. Kenny? I agree. And it's vendetta and it's egos as well. These guys have egos the, the size of uh, Texas. That's so you're, saying, so you're saying that their their jealousy there because Gruden was on track to make a hundred million dollars. Is that right? I'm gonna say there's something there. Yeah. Okay. Ego. That's fair. 
Okay. And ending this, if you guys really want to watch, he's on um, Get Up in the morning sometime, Jason Whitlock. If you want to watch his interview on this whole episode with John Gruden, it's really, I watched it today. And he is spot on about all this nonsense that's, uh, that's going on. So that's it for tonight from Sis's Corner. And uh, thank you for answering those questions. Good job, Sis. Kurt, I think we're ready for our next guest. I will let you introduce this young man. Okay. To, my, to introduce him not only to our audience, but to me and Sis as well. Okay. And there he is. What's up, Daniel? How are you? Can you hear us? I think he's chewing. Yeah, can you hear me? There he is. What's up, Daniel? How are you? Hey, how are you? All right, guys, I want to introduce you, Sis and Kenny. It's the first time you're introducing to our audience. This is Daniel Amoya. He is one of our awesome interns. He just started working with our team, doing stuff behind the scenes. He's been doing a lot of stuff on Twitter. Um, he's going to start putting some stuff on Facebook. So, Daniel, I want to appreciate Jenny Hoops. Jenny, uh, my wife Thanks. Jen is saying hello. Hi, Daniel. And what Daniel's going to bring to us is something that I have very low knowledge in, Sis and Kenny, and that is hockey. Daniel, you're a big Devils fan. Is that correct? That's correct. All right, so if you want to help us a little with hockey, because we have no idea when we talk about hockey. Well, first off, I want to also thank, I know Sis, well, I want to say thank you too. Thanks for joining our team. Pleasure having you. Thank you. I am in a fantasy hockey league, even though I do not know much about hockey, but I do have, and I heard you're a Devils fan, I have their, correct me if I'm wrong, he's either a wing or a center, uh, Jack used. Is that right? Yes, he, he's both, actually. So That's who I have. I, he's one of my my, my uh, sleeper picks there in fantasy hockey. Yes. But, uh, Kurt, yeah, well, what do you want to you want to say anything to Daniel? Yeah, well, welcome to the show, Daniel. What school do you go to? Thank you. I go to Montclair. Oh, uh, boy. And whatever you do, right, make sure Kurt pays you because he's got a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm right, that's kidding. the end of on the show. I'm just kidding. No, we're busting. Hey, and our guy Manny DeLima saying, let's go Rangers. So he's a Ranger fan and a big Cowboy fan. So, Daniel, what we want you to do tonight is if you could just go over the local teams. Obviously, you're a big Devils fan, but, of course, we got man like like Manny, Ranger fans, and the maybe the best team in the area, the Islanders. So if you want to just go over those three teams real quick, uh, just give your input, what we can expect from those teams. Uh, the floor is yours. Um, yeah, definitely. Let me just, can you all hear me? Because my audio is kind of cutting out a bit. Yeah, no, we, we can hear you. Yeah, okay. good. All right. Um, I guess I'll start off with the Islanders then. Um, I think I agree. They're probably the best suited of the three to make a deep run. I don't think the Devils or Rangers are ready yet. Um, I'll go through their lineups, actually. Okay. Um, the Islanders have Andre Lee at level one. He was hurt. Actually, he got hurt playing. I don't remember the injury, but I, I know his lower body. 
severe injury last year took him out of the playoffs. The that really impacted the Islanders' run. I think they could have made it to the Cup final, but they ended up a game short because he was out. So they finally have him back. He's big playmaker, elite goal scorer, whole type of thing. Um, I think that's huge for them to have him back. Then centered by Matt Barza. Who is another elite center? Um, he's shown flashes of being like a franchise center. Not sure if he could live up to that, but only time will tell. We the past few years, it's we've seen flashes with the shutdowns. Obviously, it's been harder to tell. Then right wing Kyle Palmieri, who broke my heart a bit when he got traded by the Devils, but um, he's a goal scorer he's he's getting older so it's going to be important to see if he regresses or not but he's another crucial aspect because if he could score 25 30 goals a season that can be big for them um then we have their second line anthony bavillier brock nelson and josh bailey who are all just very solid nhl players good on both ends of the puck offensively and defensively they average about 0.75 points per game all three of them they're almost carbon copies of each other in a sense so that's big for the island there's if they could all stay healthy and they're those type of players you could always count on to get stuff done um then we have their third line zach parise who was a devil for a while he was with minnesota last year he fell off a lot last season um, he had 18 points in 45 games last year after having 46 in 69 games in the 2019-20 season. So it's gonna be it's gonna be big for him to see if he could bounce back with the Islanders. Um, now he's with Lou Lamorello, the GM, who plays the Devils. So that could possibly spark him, bring back his old self. But I personally don't see it. I don't. I just don't see him bouncing back. He's getting older. But you never know. Sports are crazy. We all know yep. that. Mm-hmm. So, so um, we'll see how that goes. Centered by JG Pajo, who is probably one of the best third line centers in the game. Just gritty type player. Very good on the penalty kill. Just gets the job done. Very physical. Um, puts the puck in all, all type of things you look for in a hockey player. Any team is better with JG Pajo. And then we have Oliver Wallstrom, who is a young goal scorer with a cannon of a shot. It's an elite shot. He killed the Devils with it last year. So um, if he could, he's very young. I want to say he's around 21, 22. So if he's able to live up to his potential, that's going to be huge. And then we have their fourth line of um, Ross Johnson, Casey Sezikis, and Cal Clutterbar. None of those players are really like, standout players but they all have nhl experience they're pretty tough to play against not i wouldn't say it's a great fourth line but they'll definitely they'll definitely compete it's probably average and when you have the rest of the team that's above average i don't think it'll be a huge deal then we have their defense adam pellick and ryan pulak that the defense is where the problems lie um adam pellick um, and Pulak, they both, they're good, but not great. The Islanders are severely lacking a top defenseman. And I think that might come back to bite them this year. We'll see. Um, 
kind of how the Devils added Dougie Hamilton as a top free agent. The, the Islanders certainly could have pounced on that. I don't know what their like financial situation is, but it's it's definitely going to hurt them not having like a top scoring defenseman. On the other hand, though, the Islanders are more of a defensive team. They have been the past few years, so that might not not as much because the last few seasons in like in terms of lowest goals allowed. So, if plus they have great goaltending, so as long as you have good goaltending, you're always in it. I don't know if it'll be a problem, but when it comes to Stanley Cup time, that might be a huge determining factor. Then we have Zdeno Chara and Noah Dobson, their second pairing. Chara was drafted seven years before I was born. Now here we are in 2021. He's still playing. We're four years old, going on 45. Probably a Hall of Famer, most likely. He's obviously on the tail end of his career at that age, but he's biggest player in hockey. He'll, he's very um physical. He'll he has a long reach i believe he's like six foot nine six foot ten so he'll be able to shut other teams down along with noah dobson who is again just a solid nhler then you have andy green scott mayfield their bottom pairing who the problem with them is they do nothing offensively the islanders most it's like they aren't going to score on the ice but they're great deeply great on the top so they can shut other teams down late in games, and if they have a lead, they'll likely be protected. So that's what they'll be used for. Then we have their goalies, Ilya Sorokin and Semyon Varlamov. Um, that's a great goalie tandem. Sorokin was a bit shaky at times. It was his first year in the NHL last year, but he he's on the rise. He showed flashes of dominance. Semyon Varlamov is a very good NHL goaltender. Uh, Daniel, let me ask you this: What's and really what, what's the ceiling? What's the though. ceiling for the Islanders? So, I mean, can they get to the cup yep. this year? Can they? Can they, they? Do they have a legit shot, in your opinion? I think they can if everything goes right. I don't see it happening. I see them. I have them losing in the first round of the playoffs. I just, I. I still think there's a few holes. I think having like a number one defenseman is going to kill them. Yeah. Uh, um, the goaltending, Varlamov is very good. Sorokin is still young and growing. Go ahead. No, no, I was, I was, we, before we leave, I'd like to get your, your predictions on Stanley Cup and all that. But uh, do you have any sleeper teams in the, in the East and West that you think can take that next step this year that maybe weren't in the playoffs or were in the playoffs, but have a good, is your sleeper team to make it in not only in the playoffs, but a deep run in the playoffs. Yes. Um, my sleeper team for the East is probably Toronto. Um, they've been, I believe last three or four years, They've been first-round exit. They, they just can't get out of the first round. They get there every year, just can't do it. Talent-wise, they're honestly about the same, maybe even a bit regressed. But with now they're playing in front of the home fans in Toronto, which they haven't had. They didn't have that all last year. And I think that's going to uh, propel them. And I think they'll sneak into the playoffs. I think they have enough talent where they could get hot at the right time and make a run. Um, for the West, I actually have 
I have Seattle, the new expansion team, making the wild card. And that's not because I think they're a great team. Um, because Vegas's first year in 2017, the 2017-2018 season, they made the cup final. Seattle, their roster is not even close to that. They they are a very young team and experienced. I either great. But with that being said, they are in a very weak Pacific division where a lot of teams will be tanking towards the end of the season and I think they'll sneak in and I think they have I don't I don't see them making a deep run toward the cup, but I think they have enough talent where they can shock a few people. Like it. My I got one sleeper team. I didn't do two. My sleeper team uh, is the Chicago Blackhawks. And I don't know too much about hockey, but I know Patrick Kane is there, I believe, and they got the goalie now Flurry. And I just think that right there, having that goalie on a solid team is going to make a difference over there in Chicago this year. I agree. I'm actually on Friday going to the Devils Blackhawks game. It's the Devils home opener. Um, Flurry. Oh, Devils. There you go. Uh, Flurry is. I'm sorry, Daniel. Go ahead. Oh, um, Flurry's a huge dad for them. I agree. He's he's been my favorite goaltender hockey. I whenever I do like simulations or anything, I always like trade him to the Devils. So I've loved watching him play. I love how he kind of took over the city of Vegas when they became an expansion team and kind of like like Vegas became his home. They rallied over him. They had his back and he took them to a Stanley Cup final in their first year as a franchise, which is basically unheard of. And kind of the way things ended, things went bad. His agent kind of sabotaged him out. The fans were mad that the ownership wanted him out, but all Vegas fans love him. And I think he's kind of playing with that chip on his shoulder this year, knowing that like Vegas kicked him out and he loved it there. So he's going to want to prove everyone wrong. He's going to want to prove Vegas's ownership wrong. And I agree that's huge for Chicago. And on top of that, they have a few very, very good prospects, such as Kirby Doc, who Team Canada product who will definitely spark the team when he's healthy. He was hurt last year, but now that he's going to have his first full season under his belt, he's going to he's going to take that team under his wing. Jonathan Taze, Patrick Kane, elite players who whose production is still up there, and I think they could definitely put it together and make a run. All right, real quick, Daniel, we got like four or five minutes left. Um, I, obviously, you're a huge Devils fan. So, you know what? Let's get to the Devils. Let's let's give us a quick team preview of your Devils. And uh, if you're going to be happy come postseason, if you're going to get your boys are going to get into the postseason this year. Well, I guess it depends on your definition of happy. Um, I I don't see them making the playoffs, just the – I think if they were in the Pacific, like Seattle, they definitely would. The Metropolitan Division is too tough. It's very, very stacked. Six or seven teams, including the Devils, are, I think, good hockey teams. But I don't think the Devils have done enough to go from good to great. Um, I think that's coming in the next few years. We have a lot of the youngest team in the NHL by, I believe, over a full year. I want to say it was like the average age was like 23, 22.7, something like that. So very, very young. Um, we have 
some of the main talking points, Yegor Sharangovich, who I was very high on before he came to the NHL last year, he he was like a fifth round draft pick, which for hockey is like nothing. Like it's kind of a crapshoot. Um, he's the only player from that round of the draft in 2018 to even make his NHL debut. And he was a huge part of the team last year. Um, 17 points his last 19 games. He played on the top line the entire season, even though he had no NHL experience prior. Um, really just broke out of nowhere. No one knew who he was coming to the training camp, and he just he had elite speed, an elite shot, something that the Devils have needed for a long time. Then we have, as we mentioned earlier, Jack Hughes, number one overall pick in 2019, who hasn't fully reached his ceiling yet. He has a way to go, but he all the little stuff is there. He has the gifts that no one else has, the speed, the this sorry, the speed, the shot, the playmaking, it's all there. He's just, he's had to put on size when he came into the league. He got tossed around like a ping pong ball just because he was an 18-year-old playing in the best league in the world. He just had to get used to it. He doubled his production last year, and he he keeps coming out and saying he's going to be one of the best players in the sport. And I think it's just a matter of time. Maybe not this year. It could be. But I think by next year, he'll be fully broken out as a star. Um, some other talking points we have our goalie situation. Mackenzie Blackwood had COVID last year. Had a, He was dominant before COVID. COVID came. He had it really tough. He had, um, he had some breathing issues. He said he always felt like he was out of breath. He just never really got up to full speed. And his numbers took a big hit as a result of it. Um, he... 900 save percentage is like demotion worthy basically in the nhl even though he was an elite starter before that so this is going to be a huge bounce back year for him the the two years prior to last year he was elite um he actually tied martin brodora's rookie season save percentage with 913 so anytime regardless of whether you know much about hockey anytime you're getting compared to martin brodora it's a good thing Mm -hmm. um so that's a that's going to be huge for him he looked really good in training camp he says he he says he's 100 percent. he's finally overcame everything and then on top of that there's a lot less pressure on him because the devil signed jonathan bernie who's a free agent who instead of relying on like a minor league caliber goaltenders now they have a legitimate backup who can split the workload with blackwood and give you wins on any given night so there's no pressure on blackwood he gets his job done bernie gets his job done and you never know what could happen. Um, last talking point, Devil signed Dougie Hamilton, who was the top free agent in the entire sport this season. Elite defenseman, many people consider him inside the top five. If not, he's definitely in everyone's top ten. He's going to be able to quarterback their power play and just be that high-scoring defenseman that the Devils haven't really had since they were winning championships. So that's going to be huge for them. And a guy that scores almost a point per game, he's big. I want to say he's 6'6". He's going to get the job on and be crucial to this team as they signed him to a seven-year deal. So even if it's not next year, I mean, even if it's not this year, next year, the year after, when the young prospects are getting older, more experienced, I think this team's going to be very fun to watch. Okay. 
Kenny, anything else for Daniel for his first appearance? See, Daniel knows his stuff, man. No, this he did an is, awesome, this is awesome job. I got, I got, we're going to, Daniel, we got to, you got a job. You're going to have to come back on our show because I want to do a Stanley Cup show with you in the upcoming weeks. You know, nice little segment. We'll pick up, we'll do our Stanley Sounds Cup. Sounds good. Picks. Works for me. Uh, we'll, we'll give Sis some homework. Kurt and I will do some picks as well. But I also got another job for you. I heard Kurt told me I'm going to do a uh, message in you with Twitter. But our good friends over at Rocky Mountain Sports Report, they have a hockey show. My good friend Scott Cole and his co-host Greg Dowda do a show called In the Crease. And your homework, I'm going to give you some homework. I'm going to reach out to them. You can represent K&K Sports Show on their show and be their guest. Represent the East Coast hockey because they're out in Colorado, so they're big Avalanche fans. And they got some big heads going on right now since they're Avalanche are hot so we need some east coast hockey so might send you their way if you're interested <laughs> to go on that's, that's perfect but you could check them out rocky mountain sports report and it shows quote in the crease i believe they do their they they did a pre-game show last week but i believe their shows are on saturdays i believe they do their show on saturday that show it's all hockey it's like an hour an hour and a half long that's all about awesome. hockey sounds good no, Daniel, thank you so much for coming on. Obviously, we want to get you involved more and more on the shows. You're always welcome. We'll be asking you to come on. You've doing an awesome job as an intern with us on Twitter. I know you're going to start doing some stuff on Facebook like we talked about. And uh, you're just doing an awesome yeah. job. All our interns are. Awesome. You're awesome doing an awesome whenever job. Whenever you're interested on – yeah, whenever – again, thank you so much for, for being our intern. We, we really appreciate everything you're doing. And uh, anytime you want to come on, you don't, you know, Kurt doesn't have to ask you. You can ask us. Yep. Just we'll get you on. I need to be educated on some capital. I'm down here in Maryland, and that's the team that that's been good the last few years with Ovechkin. So I need to be TJ Oshie. So I know a little bit about the Capitals, but I need to be educated a little bit more on them. So maybe asking your help and maybe bringing you on, asking you some questions in fantasy hockey as well. Sounds good. I mean, you guys are up three nothing right now, so. It's looking good. There you go. Awesome. You did a great job, Scott. did a great job. Best of luck, and we'll see you soon for sure. Have a good night. Thank you. Thank you, Daniel. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, guys. So that was Daniel Moy. What again? One of our great interns, and uh, one of the first interns to come on the show with us. And like you said, we're going to get him involved, get him on, and be very knowledgeable with hockey because us three, we don't know anything with hockey. And um, we'll add the next guy, Mister Beelan, knows nothing with hockey. Yeah, he he knows that kid knows the stuff. So he's good, you know. He's and again, we're uh, we're now talking about stuff. Look at this. Look at this. I don't know where this is going to go tonight, but look at this. We said the best for last tonight. It's venting Wednesday, so it's time, boys. We start with Bronco Mania, and then we're gonna finish with college football tonight. All right, I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna quick I shout out to our other two interns, Kurt. Please, yeah. Please, uh, uh, again, Olivia. Uh, Olivia is doing a lot of behind the scenes stuff. She's doing a lot of stuff for our podcasting stuff. Um, she's working on stuff for the high school show where she's doing a lot of our databases. Uh, but again, she's mainly doing our a lot of our podcast stuff, getting that stuff up. Google on Google Music, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, TuneIn Radio, all that kind of stuff, um, and also Rachel, um, who does all our you know does all our previews and stuff like who we have on our shows, and we're gonna be working on intro videos and stuff like that. So uh, 
the interns are doing an awesome job. Well, I got I got homework for you to give to the interns that do the graphics. I loved our original intro with Sis's voiceover. Yeah, well, he stinks. Well, he stinks, and we yep. have Sis there. I want something like that with Beelin, Sis, me, you, Jenny Hoops. We'll get it Carson. done. We gotta get we gotta get a little intro for our shows. Joey clams, you know, we gotta yeah, get we'll somebody. Get it done. They're gotta on get it. that done. That's the homework I'm giving you, Kurt. They're on it. Intent. All right, Bronco Briggsy Bronco Mania. I'm gonna make this three minutes and three minutes short. The coaching staff was an absolute disgrace in Pittsburgh. You had a guy they had the worst offense in the league, Big Ben, and you made them. You know, you made him look like Big Ben from three years ago. Again, overpaid. You're paying this. You're paying the secondary. They couldn't cover. They couldn't cover Chase Claypool. Uh, they didn't even have Juju. He got knocked out. Uh, Sis's boy Nigel Harris had a 120 something yards rushing. They couldn't stop it. First play of the game on offense. Let's get into Pat Shermer. First play of the game. You have a delayed. Uh, you know, you have a delay game. How can you have a delay game? Since Wednesday, you knew the play they were running. You get a delay a game. Absolute joke. You know, I was texting Beelin today. Listen, I can't wait for this Teddy Bridgewater era to get it over with. You know, seriously, just get it over with. Somebody on Denver radio two weeks ago. Well, you know, look at Teddy. You know, it's going to cost three years for $100 million. Are you out of your mind? Absolutely not. I want Rodgers or Wilson next year. Get the Teddy era over. You know, I want Fangio out. I want Shermer out. I want a next year new quarterback, new head coach, and start keep the defense the way it is. Keep our young Judy Hamler, Sutton, Patrick, the two running backs. Get me Russell Wilson. Get me Aaron Rodgers. Get me a coach that's going to work with those guys, and we'll get the defense. Fangio. It's got. It, it's just. It's. It's a discre- It's a must win this week. It's a must win. Yeah, I'm telling you, they don't lose this week. You're going to get calls for Drew Locke. You're going to get people booed. They're going to be getting booed out of their stadium. They must beat, they must beat Vegas or their season is over at 3-3. Three and three. That's my Broncos Briggsy mania. I'm going to say something real quick, and then Sis can say whatever he wants to ask Kurt, and then we'll let Beelan go. My question to you, Kurt, is we talked about it with the Giants, Sis. Myself and Paul all said, we don't want Daniel Jones back. It's too soon. Let the guy sit. We're one and four, and we don't want the guy to come back. I feel you rushed Teddy Bridgewater back from a concussion that he had the week before, and you're giving up on the guy already. One performance. It wasn't terrible in my mind. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't an A+, plus, but it wasn't an F, and you're giving up on the guy? Again, I'm going to say this one more time. It changes when you talk money and a salary cap, okay? What Teddy Bridgewater is now, listen, Carolina's paying his contract. We're paying, I think, $4 million. They're paying the rest. But you watch that team. Listen, he's got his team's the most talented he's ever had around him. It's not going to get better if you give him money. I'm not giving him $30 million. You're out of your mind. The guy's but a backup. Who's, who, who's speaking about money? Rocky Mountain clams? Like, I, who, who, no, I haven't heard anything about a contract with Teddy Bridgewater. But he's good. But he's, he's but he's a free agent. He, he's yeah, going to be a free agent, so he's going to want that money. We talked the other week. Kenny was saying Daniel Jones, thirty-five million. 
I mean, I'm not giving that money. I'm sorry. I'm not. Teddy Bridgewater, everything. Oh, and the quarterbacks, you got to give them the money. But, Kenny, I'm going to say it one more time. Everything has to go right for Teddy Bridgewater to be successful. I watch a guy like Aaron Rodgers. Their defense stinks. They got nobody but Devontae Adams. Nobody on that team. He makes people better. When their defense gives up 40, hey, Aaron, put up 45. All right. Teddy Bridgewater ain't there. Once they're down 10, the game's over because it's third and nine. Throw it six yards, right, sis? Third and eight. Throw it six yards. Stop. Stop it. Stop it. I don't want it. I don't want it. Well, sis and Beelan. You're, you're, you're double standards right now. You know how you double standards? Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams is all they have. They have no defense. But you're a firm believer that defense wins championships. It does. So if Green Bay has no defense, Green Bay's not winning a championship. The only thing I said this, I'll say this one more time. And sis, as a coach, I bet you he's on my side. When you have a special, special, special quarterback, and when I'm going to go back until time, Miami never had a defense, Dan Marino. Denver in the 80s never had a defense, John Elway. Those guys by themselves, 48, 45, it didn't matter. Those guys can do it. Mahomes can do it. You're seeing what's going on with Mahomes, right? No defense, no run game. He ain't Mahomes anymore. That it's over with the Tyreek Hills over the top. That's over. They stopped it. Fangio and, and Bull stopped it. They they stopped it. Now he has to go play by play by play. It doesn't work anymore. Let's, okay. Let's hear what this has to say about this. Anything this? Oh, again, I I've been listening to his uh, your friends uh, Denver Rocky Mountain show. Those guys are. They're pretty realistic. And I mean, Kirk brings up good points. Here's the problem. And I agree with the guys from Denver. You need a you need a whole new coaching staff and you need a quarterback. That's a tall order yep. to get next year. It's a that that's a big order. That's a that, and, that's and, the and again, you gotta look at it where it's like, okay, he's cheap. He's what you have now. You don't know what you have in right. lock, he's cheap. But I am I am sorry. I'm not losing Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, Cortland Sutton for Teddy Bridgewater. Hell no. Hell no. He's he's the last piece of the puzzle making no money. Otherwise, ship him out and go get one of the big guns. Ship him out. He is not worth that money. Think about it. Why did Carolina Carolina is paying Denver to get him out of there? They're paying him. Think about not it. Paying, it, was, get it, was, it was part of his contract. Right, but they're but I'm saying the trade part, the trade was I think he makes say 18 million. They're paying 14 million of it. Yeah, because that's part of his deal. That's part of his signing bonus. So it, that regardless of whatever it is, that has nothing to do with with Carolina. That's just how it was structured and they didn't need Teddy Bridgewater. Why so didn't Carolina it, it, keep him? Because they they traded for Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. So if you're, I don't want him. Go get out. No, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sam, the first three weeks, Sam Darnold and Bridgewater were lights out. Now all of a sudden, everybody's saying two games that 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 Teddy Bridgewater can't play. He's no good. Darnold past two games, all of a sudden he's falling apart. He's like the old Jet guy again. Like what? You 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 Bronco fans sound like 
like new age Yankee fans. All of a sudden, something goes wrong. We need the best quarterback in the league. We do. Who in our right mind is coming to Denver? Aaron Rodgers will. You know what the problem problem is, in my opinion? You guys haven't had a good quarterback since Peyton Manning. So that's why you are down. You went 3-0. There was no problems with Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy's our guy. Teddy's our guy. All right. All right. The horse. Your problem, in my opinion, and a lot of Bronco fans, is your defense. You let Ben Roethlisberger and that quarterback who can't throw a ball anymore and a rookie running back destroy your defense. Destroy you. Yep. Yeah. Not Teddy Bridgewater's fault on the defense. Nope. All right. My my last thing before we get to college football, Kenny. So, again, tomorrow, deadline. Three one hundred signing Teddy Bridgewater. Not giving him a hundred million. No. Ridiculous. Okay. I'm giving him thirty million. A year? A year? Yes. No. No. Nope. No way. Nope. He's a backup. Nope. No and way. how much are backups making? I don't care. I'm not. I don't want. Sis, are you giving Teddy Bridgewater thirty million a year? Uh, Kenny's got a point. You were no. giving. Hold on. You were giving him thirty million dollars before after before week four started. No, no, absolutely. Yeah, not. you got because you. Got you I told you. Feeling that was it. Hold on. Because this is what happened. They went three and zero. Oh, he's riding the horse all for him. And what I say on the show, you can go back on the shows. You guys are when you got to play real teams. You guys are gonna shit the bed, okay? And you guys are gonna lose four straight. And possibly six straight. But why are we losing? But why? We have ten years. Defense is overrated every single year. This had something you wanted to say. I'm sorry. This this is response. No, it's all good. You know, you're talking. There's no argument. The the backup quarterbacks, which to me is ridiculous, are making $30 million. So if the backup quarterbacks are making that, and Bridgewater looks like to be your quarterback now, they're going to give him $30 million. I, I don't think, think they are. I mean, I would, I, I would want Rodgers or, or, or Russell Wilson, but like I said earlier. You want to know what I would do, Kurt? Pat Schumer, excuse me, Kenny. Pat Schumer Kurt. was terrible when he was at the Giants. Thank you. Thank you, sis. He, can, he, he cannot call plays. Yep. He, can, he cannot motivate it. And you brought up the best point of the night. We both coached high school, whatever. Practice Wednesday. What's the first play of the game? Right, right. How do you not know? How do you how how do you go? That's disgraceful. Wait, who who signed Pat Sherman? Vic Fangio. Fangio did. Who signed off on it? Vic Fangio. John Elway. Go blame everything oh, on John yeah, Elway. Yeah, no, you're, go right blame there. everything on John Elway. Now, all of a sudden, you don't want your coach. Now, now you want to nope. go out for the, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Right, That's your answer? My Come very on. last thing for Kurt. That's everybody's answer. This would be my <laughs> this would be me, Kurt. This is me speaking. This is what I would do. I would try and get Teddy Bridgewater for two years, two more years, 30 million, but you're drafting a quarterback next year. You're not going to get an agent Aaron Rodgers where you got to trade your whole team away. You're not getting a Russell Wilson who's starting to decline a little bit, in my opinion. You've got a you know, rookie quarterback, and you're going to do something that you haven't done in 20 years since John Elway, 
30 years. Who? But Get Kenny, a quarterback Kenny, in the draft. Who? They stink. Sam Howell? Who? Seriously. You want Rattler? There's no good you quarterbacks want... coming out, Kenny. There's nobody coming out. I'm not wasting a Trevor, pick on Trevor Lawrence guys. looks good. Huh? Who? Trevor Lawrence looks good. Well, listen, Trevor no. Lawrence, again, that's the struggle. These guys are cr- – none I'm of these guys – that- Zach Wilson looks good. None of these guys in the in, in, in the good. draft. None of these guys will ever be starting quarterbacks in the football. This this draft coming up. This terrible. I would take I would take the Mississippi kid, not number one or number two. I would take him in the middle of the first round. You mean the old Miss kid? Because yeah, he played Alabama. Sis, hey, look what I'm else saying. You, you, said you, you, you said Mississippi. You said Mississippi. I'm hey, saying your the Broncos. Old Miss. You know you know who your Broncos should go draft. My boy at Cincinnati. Yeah. You want a good slinger? <laughs> well, that's the perfect segue to college football. Let's go. Let's go. There's, no, there's no rookie quarterback going to Denver that's going to turn that franchise. You're right. Dream. No, they're not. Dream. They By the way, I would, I would love to get on your boys' Rocky Mountain Oyster show. I want to get on this show with these you guys. You can go on. You can go on, Balin. You can go on. I'll give on. the information. Oh, I'll my God. Hey, they're going to be on tomorrow morning, John. You're around and you're working. Yeah, you'll, no, have, you'll have to pay for the information. But eleven thirty our time. <laughs> there you go, on. sis. I I'll let you. I'll let you not cut my grass anymore. Okay. Yeah, okay. Then we're even. Okay. <laughs> yeah, me and you will yeah. go on the show tomorrow with them. We'll have a little fun tomorrow morning if you're around. I'm not talking college football tonight, so I'll see you later. <laughs> Perfect way. I'm to just kidding. Just kidding. College football. Last week, the shakeup at the top. Our noon top four, Georgia, Terrible. Iowa, Cincinnati, Oklahoma. Let's start that, with that's your top four? No, no, that's that's the AP top four. Oh, 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 okay. My, I'm going to start with Sis in all fairness, and then I'll go to Kurt, myself, and Beelan. I want his thoughts on the Alabama game. We'll start with that. They stink. <laughs> it's all good. Um, totally outplayed. Totally outcoached, believe it or not. That, that's hard for me to say about saving, but he got outcoached. Um, you know, there's not much to say. They, they got beat, and, you know, now it's – will they get beat again? They might. From what I see, they might because – I've seen too many, and I didn't see this in the last two years with the defense. There's too many guys walking around. They're not running to the ball. They're, they're like half dogging it. The, the, the chemistry with this team is definitely not Saban said it himself. I was I listened to his show the other night, and he's not fooling himself. And, and the thing, the reason why I love this guy is because he said, "Hey." Mississippi State, Auburn, Arkansas, all these kids are on scholarships. These are good players. These are good teams. Texas A&M's got a good team. I don't care if they're ranked or not. They got a hell of a day. They they woodshedded Alabama. They beat them up like they were like they were Pop Warner kids. They whooped them, man. And again, one thing about me, I'm realistic, man. I'll be an Alabama fan through and through, but. I'm not going to sit here and say to myself, oh, they should have beat Texas a No, they shouldn't have. And again, if they lose again, will I be surprised? Probably. Probably because 
I'm not going with like I'm on this other Alabama thing, and everybody on that post is, well, you remember in 2012, Texas A&M beat them, and then and won the championship. Then we go back to at his seven championship rings. Okay, there's only two out of the seven that they were undefeated. All those other games, they had a loss. Do I think they're going to run the table? Maybe. And here's the problem. You still got to play Georgia. You still got to play Georgia. My top four teams for this week, I can't see Alabama dropping a five. Sorry, I don't agree with anybody that thinks that. This is my opinion. It's Georgia, Iowa, Bama, and Cincinnati. Next two out, Michigan and Penn State. That's uh, Kurt, in about a minute or less, you want to add anything to Bama? And then I got another topic for you. Yeah. Um, again, I'll get to this where, you know, when we get to, again, this is why I don't get so crazy over polls right now because there's a lot of teams that, the word, um, like jockey, jockeying for position. No, yeah, jockeying position, but they they control their own de- their own destiny. Like Alabama controls their own destiny. Alabama wins out, they're a lock to go. Okay, correct. Pence, correct. um, you know, Oklahoma wins out, they're a lock to go. Iowa correct. wins out, they're a lock to go. You know, we'll get they into the Cincinnati out. factor, but they do not control their own destiny. Yes, they're number three. They're number three on my board today. But if Bama wins out. Bama jumps them. Penn State wins out. They jump them. Another Big Ten team jumps them. If Oregon wins out, they jump them. So it's, it, today's rankings don't mean anything. But no, the Alabama, totally I was going to get into good. rankings, Kurt. I was asking about the Bama game first. Yeah, I mean, I listen, the Bama game, I'm going to be honest. Bama switched from a little of, and, they're Bama, and Bama never does this. They're getting into that, you know, when you watch the Ole Miss game or even last year, what was it? Pound them. Pound. Yeah. Now we're getting, yeah. let's throw it 60. And you know what? It burned yeah. them up to you know what? Because you don't right. win like that. Come out, right. run it down your throat, play with your defense. Play defense. And you yeah. know what? They got away from it. They got burned. Yeah. I will tell you this. This week they're playing who? Mississippi State? Yep. No, Mississippi, Mississippi State, right, sis? Mississippi I can State. guarantee you, you're going to see 45 runs, not the gimmick. You're going to see... Pound, 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 and they're going to do that the rest Defense. of the way because yep. they realize that's what cost them that game. All right, so my next question for Kurt, and then I'm going to go to Beelan with, with, with you can add to Bama and my next question here, and then I got another topic for him. And then we're going to finish with the AP top 10 rankings to see if we agree with them. So no talking about rankings until we'll finish with the rankings. You were stated on the air last week, Kurt, and for weeks that your Auburn Tigers were going to beat either Georgia or Alabama. Do you still go by that statement? I will say this. Well, yes or no, real quick, and then I'll let you go. Yes or no with that statement? Yeah, yes. Then Bama will not be in the playoff by that statement. Okay, but let me answer this, though. So let's get into the Auburn-Georgia game. What happened in that game? Okay, Georgia, I will agree with Mr. Beelan on this. I had the wrong team, number one. And Mr. Sis said it to me in a text. Georgia is the best team in football by far. Why? Because their defense is unbelievably ridiculous. And Georgia, once they got up by 10, 
And I, me and Sis were talking about it. What did they do? Mr. Bennett said, run left, Boom. run right, run Boom. left, four, four, four. <laughs> they can't stop it. So oh, running defense, that ball and defense. that defense. Listen, but, they're the best team when, in football. When, you, when, you're, when you're up by 25 points in the halftime, you're going to run they the ball. They weren't up by 20. They were up by 10. You're good. You're gonna run the ball like it's it's common sense. The, like you wouldn't throw the ball. Like at the end of the day, the difference between Georgia and Bama, like you said, it's the defense. Yeah, Bama's defense is not good. It, it I'm not saying not good. It, it's not up to Bama's par. That's what Correct. it is. It, it's not there. It's not. So Georgia's the best team in the league in in yes. the in the college football the whole conference. Okay, in the conference, then the whole um, rankings. Okay. It, I I personally do not see them losing the rest of the year. I really do see them winning the championship, and I think they're just going to be pounding people all day. That defense is just, and honestly, Auburn shouldn't even score that touchdown. It's like they give it, they gave it to them. Okay, so in in reality, it shouldn't have been like three points in that whole game because I was waiting for the shutout the whole time. But I mean, going 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 back to where they are, honestly, I don't think Bama should be five. I, I don't even think Oklahoma should be four. Oklahoma should be like nine. You know, they're just terrible. I don't I don't get it. I was shocked when it came I out. Got the, I, got the, I got the rankings here. We're gonna get to that in a minute. Yeah. Uh, I it, it's so just I guess I guess my next question I'd go to well, let's see who I want to go. So so Bama in your minds will not be in the playoff card if Auburn beats beats Bama. Yeah. No. They can't be. They no. can't be. They have two losses. But I'm going to tell you this. And this but according is, to Kurt, they should be but I'm because that tell you, defense I, my, thing on Bama, my thing real quick on Bama was, and I said this at the beginning of the year, hmm. and they're an awesome team, an awesome team. But I felt even though they reload every year, this was the year that they had to replace stars after star after star. A couple years ago, Joe Burrow, Edward Tolaire, uh Justin Jefferson, just to name a couple. This year may be Georgia's year. Bama had to replace Mac Jones. Heisman they got Trump. five starters in the NFL. Harris. They got a total of 72 pros out of that program in 15 years since Saban's there. Who else can claim that? No, I'm, I'm just saying it's just that these kids last year were special. Oh, no doubt. But you know what the problem is? Everybody, these writers and TV guys, everybody expects, and I said this to Kurt a couple of weeks ago, yep. everybody expects Bama every week to come out and by the quarter, they're up by 30 and the game's over. It doesn't happen that way because of your point you just brought up. They, they, they get graduated. But, 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 that's what, but that's what Bama gives off. It's no different than the Yankees. No, 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 no. Or- that's what... And Paul Feinberg said this, John. That's what people's expectations give off. Of course. But not even me. I'm realistic. I I didn't think they – I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't think they'd lose to Texas A&M. I was worried about Auburn and Arkansas, not Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't think they were going to breeze through the whole year. I really didn't. I'm being straight with you. And, again, if they lose to one of these other teams, they're not going. They're not. They shouldn't go. One Cincinnati or one of these other teams, Iowa, who's undefeated, in my opinion. I'm being straight as a as a coach and a and a and a fan. Put the teams in that are undefeated 
and let somebody else go to the party. I said this two weeks ago, and I'll say it again. If Georgia doesn't win it this year, they'll never win it. Their team is loaded. Special teams, everything. They got it all. They're the Bama of last year, this year. Let's let's do this. Let's do this real quick, Kurt. I got the top. I did 11. There's 11 teams on this top 11, minus Georgia. Georgia's number one. Everybody agrees with that. Iowa, number two. We all agree Iowa should be number two right now, right? I'm going to take that as a yes, James. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'll start with Sis. Cincinnati's ranked number three. Should they be three or a little lower? They should be four. Okay. So you got them still in the top four right now? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Kurt. Again. My my rank. You're giving me the rankings for today. So right? just, no, no, no. I'm, I'm saying, do you agree with them at number three this week in the AP top twenty-five? Not your rankings. Do you agree with what they have? Yes. So do I, Beelin. Yes. Beelin, Oklahoma, number four. No. I agree with Beelin. Where would you put them? You said number nine. Nine. I got them a little higher. I got them at like seven. Sis, I agree with John. They should be about eight or nine. Kurt, I I think they should be four. Right again, right now, right now right they're now. number four. Yes. Okay. But now means nothing. Now means nothing. Now means nothing. I'm just seeing how many we agree on right yeah. now. Oh, I'll show you why I'm doing this because here's where here's where it's going to get interesting, and this is where I don't agree with the top twenty-five or the top ten. We're going to get into this, but go ahead. You want to say something, John? Yeah. I mean, Kurt, do you realize that Oklahoma beat Tulane by five, beat Nebraska by six, beat West Virginia by three, Kansas State by three, Texas by six? And gave up that number in the nation? And gave up at least 30 points in every game. For now. For now. You have to rank them like that. Second out there. Here's where it gets interesting. I'm going to start Bama. I talked to Sis before the show. I'm moving them up to four right now. Like Kurt says, right now. They're number four in my mind. They were number one. They lost to a team that was ranked number five at the beginning of the year. You all forget that. So Bama's still number four in my mind. Uh, Kurt. Bama five. Bama five. Beelan. Uh, Ohio State. And I'm going to get into that in a minute because this might be the first time I disagree with you all night. Sis, Bama. You're asking me what now? Alabama, five. Do you agree with that or disagree? No, I don't. I, I think they're better than five. I do Even too. right now. I do too. Even right now. Ohio State is six. And John thinks they should be high. A little higher, but where I have a problem with that, John, is Penn State, who's right below them, lost on the road, who, in my opinion, and I think Kurt's opinion, and I don't know your opinion, sis, or Bielan, I think they had a good shot of beating Iowa before that quarterback got hurt for Penn State. No doubt about it. And Penn State lost on the road to a rival Iowa. Ohio State lost to an Oregon team at home. And they blew out Rutgers and Maryland the last two weeks, 
two overachieving teams early, in my opinion, in the Big Ten. That's where I think Penn State should be ahead of Ohio State. Uh, Kurt and Sis, what do you think on Ohio State, Penn State, six and seven? Um, I don't think Ohio State should be ranked above Oregon. Oregon beat them. So you've seen it heads up. So they should go higher. Personally, I have Penn State six because I agree with you. They were beating and outplaying Penn State with uh, Iowa with their quarterback. Iowa. Right. Um, so, I mean, I'm putting Penn State there. But again, it's all going to work out. You're going to see Penn State, Ohio State. The winner stays, the loser goes. Well, I know. I know. I'm just saying, do you agree with this right now? Because here comes Michigan below both of these teams, yet they're undefeated, guys. So, here. Just real quick, I like Michigan. I don't think they're gonna. I think they're gonna get a hiccup. It's probably gonna be like Penn State or Michigan State. They're probably gonna give them a little hiccup. But going back to Ohio State with Oregon, real quick. Uh, 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 Oregon lost to Stanford, who's not even ranked. Right, but heads up, head, but head so to when head comes to first. Ranked teams, I give you more advantage of a over a ranked team than a non-ranked team. But head to head comes first. You just put Bama up high. Why'd you ban Texas A&M's not ranked? Yeah, but they weren't ranked. But I'm just saying. But Bama played a a, a good game with them. I mean, it was high. I think the reason they got kicked out it was because it was high scoring. I think if it was in the lowers, if it was like twenty, but people, 20, but people could, but, but John, but people could also argue because I watched that whole game and they, yeah. the refs screwed Oregon. They, they had two f- personal fouls, something with the clock. So you it can happens. look at it like there's, that. There's holding calls. There's this in game. Right, but I'm saying it happens. Well, here's here's another here's where I have more of a problem. You got Michigan below Ohio State and Penn State, yet they're undefeated. Just for now, this is. This is what the AP has right now. This is not what we think. But Michigan's below Ohio State and Penn State. Oregon is below Ohio State. Yet, like Kurt said, I agree with him. Oregon lost on the road. They didn't lose a game at home. Oregon went and beat Ohio State, which is impossible according to everybody. Blew them out. Blew them out. No. And then here's what I have to do. 10 and 11. Carson's Michigan State, and here's a problem I have. An undefeated Kentucky team, yes, I know they're playing Georgia this week, should be in the top 10. An SEC team, best conference in the league by far, and you got them ranked at 11, even though they beat Florida and LSU the last two weeks. All right, I just got a scenario for you, Kenny, okay? And this is where... Should Kentucky, well, my last thing, shouldn't Kentucky be ranked higher? But it's not going to matter because if Kentucky beats Georgia at Georgia, they're going to be a top five team. But Well, if Kentucky beats Georgia at Georgia and they're undefeated, why aren't they number one? I don't think they'll go to number one, but they're going to be a top five, so it doesn't matter. That's the problem I'm having. We're making the argument of undefeated team head-to-head. Kentucky's undefeated and Georgia's undefeated. If Kentucky beats number one and they're both undefeated, Iowa goes to number one. If right, Kentucky Iowa goes to number one. I, yeah, I, I agree, agree with Sam. that, but Kentucky should. They're not going to, though. They're not they beat gonna. Florida, LSU, and the Georgia. The only way Kentucky goes to number one if they blow them out like fifth to nothing. Right, right, right which it's not going to happen. Jump. Yeah, they're not going to jump from where they well, are. Joking aside, I don't think they're going to win their 23 point underdog, which is a lot of points. But see, <laughs> but, but Kenny, here's the thing like, and this is what I've been saying 
a lot of these teams except Cincinnati control their own destiny. It's like people think Cincinnati's in three. If they just win, they go. No, they do don't. Hurt? No, they hurt? don't. They don't. Why? Why? Why Cincinnati should not be there? Because I'm going to. Because I'm going to tell you right now. We, we discussed this. Okay, let me let me let me just tell you this right now. Next week it's Florida and Georgia, right? I'm just going to throw out a scenario. Florida beats Georgia. Okay, Florida beats Georgia. Florida wins the SEC East. They they either beat Alabama or another team. You know what? They're in. Georgia one loss. They're in. So those two, Florida, no one's even talking about them. They jump Cincinnati. Georgia jumps oh, Cincinnati. They're both put there. Florida in with two losses, Kurt. They lost to Kentucky. But they're still going to put if they're SEC Kentucky. champs. But the SEC champs are going to go. The that, SEC that's that's mind-boggling. That makes no sense. Of course it does. You're the best conference. No. That their person. Who cares if you're the best conference? It doesn't matter. That they're doesn't the best, mean they're the you best make the playoffs automatically. Ranked eleven. And they're undefeated if it's the best conference. It's not going to matter. Again, Oklahoma <laughs> controls. If Oklahoma wins out, they go before Cincinnati. Whoever's the Big Ten champ is going to go before Cincinnati. If Oregon runs the table, they're going to go for Cincinnati. Cincinnati is there, but they have to like. First off, they and, and I said this again. They have to have oh, they have to have Notre Dame win out. You can't be saying my best win is against an eight and three. Notre Dame team. That's not going to help. They got to be. They have to be a top ten team, Notre Dame, for Cincinnati to go. They have. But they beat them. They beat them. Defeated. Not at the end of the year. Doesn't matter. That's at what the home. true team is. At home, they beat them at home, undefeated at home. It's not going to matter. Penn State. Who cares what they do with the rest of the year? They can shit the bed the rest of the year. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna blame Cincinnati for the rankings because they I'm shit the bed. I'm not gonna blame. I don't blame Cincinnati for anything. You are. I don't blame them for anything. I just know that you I think, are. I think you're all saying that they their best win is against Notre Dame and they lost. They beat them at home in their own grill. They beat them undefeated at home. They so lost. let me let me ask you this because we got like three minutes. Beelin, I'm ask sis first, sis. If Cincinnati wins out the rest of the game and they play absolutely nobody next, they're saying SMU, who stinks. They lucky beat Navy. But if they win out, do you think and they're Oklahoma automatically in, sis? Lane. What's the difference? Sis, are they automatically in? Yeah. Cincinnati going to automatically go? I couldn't hear you. If, if Cincinnati's right now number three. If they win out, and it doesn't matter what Florida and Georgia and Alabama – Cincinnati just isn't a lock to go. Like, if Georgia wins out, they're a lock to go. If Iowa wins out, they're a lock to go. Oklahoma wins out, they're a lock to go. Cincinnati's not in that boat. You got to worry about okay. Alabama, okay. Penn here's State, a, here, here, Wait, Oregon. here's a good example. So you're, say, you're saying Oklahoma will Oklahoma's win till today was last week against Texas, and that's the only ranked team they're going to play all year. What, they're going to play so Iowa what's State? Your point? What's your point? They're going to play Iowa State, and they're going to play in a Big 12 championship Iowa State, they lost, two, they lost two games already. My point is, Kurt, you cannot come after and say SMU barely beat Navy because if you're going to say that, Oklahoma barely beat Tulane. But, Kenny, Kenny, is SMU, is SMU a top team? Seriously. They're blowing, they're blowing out their conference. 
They're blowing people out in the conference. And not even just in the conference. Everybody out there blowing them out. You know what would be my dream scenario? Is joke. This is why it's got to go to an 18 playoff. See, I disagree with that. I disagree with that. Because you know why, sis? Here's why. Kenny, real quick. Sis just mentioned the eight playing team, and I was telling this to Jen the other day. Who's the biggest team? Who's the biggest name in college football, sis? Who's the biggest name? Right now is Georgia. But I think I still think it's Alabama, right? They they the biggest head. Okay. If Alabama if Alabama loses one more game, they're done. They're done. They're done. Right. If there was an eight team, they're they're locked in. There, there's wait, Alabama wait. now cannot what? lose, and that's what makes wait. college football so good. Hold on. Wait, Alabama's done if they lose two, but Clemson would be in if they're Clemson's had two Clemson's not losers? in. I'm not. Clemson can't be in. Clemson's two, not going to be in. You said they were in. No, yeah, I'm saying week, to you, I'm, I'm saying to you, Clemson to me is better than all those teams because I watched no, their defense. Not. What their defense did to Georgia, Oklahoma's not going to do that to Georgia. Cincinnati's <laughs> not going to do that to Georgia. They, they lost. They lost to NC State. Right, but no way. Kurt, my last thing. <laughs> you, 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 I, I forgot what I was going to say. That. Oh, wow. <laughs> my dream scenario, my dream scenario, if, if they don't get Cincinnati in the top four, would be for Cincinnati to play Auburn and just destroy oh. that in the ball. Oh, oh. If let, they don't right. get in, that's what I want to see. And all, all, right, I let, all right, here's my last comment for the night. Oh, my last thing is, because, Kurt, you cannot say Auburn wasn't playing because they weren't I, in the playoff like Georgia last year. If, if that say. happens, Kenny, I will buy a, uh, I will buy a Cincinnati jersey for Kurt to wear and cut my grass in a tutu. <laughs> <laughs> here's my I, last Here's my last statement, and this is where – I'm going to put everyone he is on the spot. And I'm going to start with Sis. If Cincinnati does get in, and this is, we're going to talk about this later, but if they do get in and we see a woohoo, 45 to 3 victory, my opinion, those small power, those conferences never even get mentioned again. Sis, do you agree <laughs> or disagree? No. <laughs> Truthfully, if that happens, that's exactly what's going to happen. I mean, I mean, never like if get UCF, blown out. right? If UCF next year's UCF, get just don't even mention them. Put them in the JV tournament. Just they can't go in that tournament. <laughs> Kenny, do you disagree or, or agree? The JV disagree. You want to know why? Why? What happened a few years back? Bob Stoops and the mighty Oklahoma Sooners. Boise State beat them, then they. But that I mean, a playoff. That's a. Those games don't count. They don't. How's a Fiesta Bowl don't count? Because they don't. Look, they get get paid. They get money. All right, so I'm going to say one more time. I'm going to take Alabama. We're going to take Georgia. I'm going to take Florida. And if those teams do not make the playoffs, watch how many guys do not play in that game. Florida will be 12 guys are sitting out. And Cincinnati's sitting going, all right, we got Florida this week. And they still lose to a team without 12 starters like they did to Georgia last year. Oh, we almost beat Georgia. Georgia didn't play half their guys. Come on. You should win by three touchdowns. They don't have their guys. Let's do this or we'll be here till midnight. Let's get Kurt's top four in his next two, five and six. my My top four. 
Georgia, Iowa, Cincinnati, Oklahoma, Alabama, five, Penn State, six. I'll go next. I got Georgia, Iowa, Cincinnati. I'm throwing Bama in at four. You know, laughing my five and six. They're moving up fast because they're both undefeated. Michigan, Kentucky. That'll probably change when Kentucky loses to Georgia. But if Kentucky can somehow pull off the upset, that's why they're number six this week. Uh, Sis. Georgia, Iowa, Bama, Cincinnati, Michigan, Penn State. Beeland. Georgia, Iowa, Cincy, Bama, Ohio State, Michigan. Let's see how this changes next week. I'm sure it'll be some new uh, development. Oh, definitely, definitely going to change by next week. No doubt about it. Yep. After Kentucky beats Georgia. All right, Mr. Kirkpatrick, <laughs> final thoughts. It's a live underdog there. They ain't going to beat Georgia. No way. <laughs> Closing thoughts, Mr. Valenti. My closing thoughts is this. All right, Florida, I'll go first. Florida, uh, Kentucky, nice story. But the only thing they're going to be singing is, how do they do it in the Derby, sis? My old Kentucky home. Just, they're going on the road. Georgia's going to blast them just like they blasted Arkansas. (laughs) It's going to be a joke. So, Kenny, Kenny, let me just do you a favor. You have them in top eight, you'll have them number 18 next week. There's going to be no shot they win. No shot. Um, I'm pumped up for this weekend's football, and I'm pumped up for Friday night, Beelin, Heights, Becton. Let's go. Kenny, you're next. Can have them at number 18, but you know what? They'll still be higher ranked than Auburn. For now. Uh, all joke aside, let's go Giants tomorrow over to Dodgers and Beelin's Braves. Congratulations. Yes, congratulations, Beelin. Next week, we'll get into a little baseball, John. October. Braves are on fire. We'll do some baseball next week. Uh, Yeah, that's my final thoughts. Thank you to Paul Rosen again, Giants, each week, and uh, Daniel for coming on, talking some hockey with us. Great job interning. And Beelan, always a pleasure. And Mr. Sis, you get the final words of the night. Oh, no, Beelan. Beelan didn't talk. Oh, yeah, Beelan first and then Sis. Yep. I'm kind of upset I didn't go head to head with Kurt tonight about Dak Prescott, and because I had everything written down in my notebook over here. It's okay, you but, can save uh, it. Just you can save it. Just, save it. Hold on to it. All right, I'll hold on to it. Maybe I, I want. I want to listen to that. Yeah, maybe, I maybe, listen maybe to these that. Uh, these these rankings will change next week. It'd be better. Yeah, I, I want to listen to that one for sure. <laughs> and Mr. Sis's final thoughts. Great show. Kid Daniel did a great job. He was a little nervous, you can tell, but he held his ground. And uh, I like the debating. It's very good. But again, people are getting all, and this is all I'm going to say for tonight, people are getting all bent out of shape. Who's number one? Who's number five? Who, it's October 13th. Tomorrow. Let's see, let's see in December going into January, like where everybody stands. You got there's a lot of football left to play, man. There really is. So that's my that's my closing thoughts. All right. And the last thing, Wits and Wagers tomorrow night will be another epic show because it's going to be some money makers this weekend. Guaranteed. Beelan, real quick, last thing and I promise we'll go. Beelan, real quick, Kenny's excuse that he doesn't go to Huntingtown Northern on Friday. 
Oh, he's gonna be uh, he's gonna be babysitting the husky. Yeah. And what's, <laughs> and what's Kurt's excuse for not going to heights? Not um, going. He twisted. Kenny, you didn't give out the stick. Kenny, you didn't give out the standings last week. What happened? Ken, the, Jen, I can't find. I can't get the raviolis. You <laughs> didn't give out the college or the pro standings last week. That's not that? The pro or college standings. You forgot. We'll have them tomorrow. Out. Yeah, tomorrow we'll do it on Winston Majors. No, you didn't do it last week. Last week. All right, I got last week. So yeah, you got. Yeah, right I'm, I'm just reminding you. This way, you yeah, have yeah. two weeks. Two weeks. We, we did up. forget that last week. Good That's job. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. No, I got it. I got him. Feelings in last place. I'm not worried about it. Feeling, are you around tomorrow? Might be. Six to eight or six to seven? I might be. Beeland. We need a guest picker for NFL, but Beeland. if you want to come on. Uh, hey, Kenny, we're calling it now. Next week, me and Beeland, seven minutes, a DAC debate. We just go. Oh, out. yeah, for Let's sure. Go. I want to see that. All right. All right, we got to go. Tomorrow, I'll text you during the day if you can Put come on. Put that in your segment. Picker. If not, I'll get somebody else. Have a good yeah, night, and boys. And let me know about Rocky Mountain, uh, Rocky Mountain clams. Tomorrow morning, you're, are you around in the morning? What time? Our time, it's going to be 1130, I think. That's fine. We'll go on Rocky Mountain. I'll write till tonight. See and you. I'll let watch you on Rocky Mountain tomorrow at school. <laughs> yeah, let's go. All let right, boys. Know.